All right, I think it is time for us to get started with the first fun and interactive podcast of 2019. That's awesome, man. I think this means this is season five, which is a huge <laughs> milestone to have reached. Uh, I'm pretty sure that with global warming, we just have one long season forever now, right? Like we don't have seasons. <laughs> like it's it is uh, it is January here in Michigan, and normally I have like a foot of snow and uh, at least one ice storm that has yeah. knocked out my power. And instead, it has been like 45 all week, and we're wearing shorts. So. Yeah. That that is one hundred percent true, man. Like we, we usually get a shitload of snow here in Denver, and uh, we got our first like reasonable snow last week, and it's sitting around around thirty five, and it should be a lot colder. Yeah, so I think that just like our climate, we now just have one long season for fun and interactive podcasts forever. Hopefully, season five is a good one. It was a great <laughs> ep- it was it was a great season of the next generation. Oh. So I guess kind of when Lost jumped the shark too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. So I guess we should do the obvious thing, right? And say, you know, what what did you do for the holidays? Well, I'm glad you asked, man. I uh, I saw seals. <laughs> that was the highlight for me. But Sandra and I went to Seattle. Uh, we had a blast. We went to Mount St. Helens. We went to some other parks. Uh, walked the beach. Walked, did the fish market thing. And I took a photo of her in front of the Hard Rock where you and I were at for PAX West. <laughs> then she gave a very disapproving look. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that photo. Uh, these these seals that you met, were any of them kissed by a rose? They were not. But you're also like the fourth person who has said that when I excitedly described my interaction with seals. <laughs> well, I no, mean... They were great. I mean, ever since they broke up with that that German supermodel, like they've been swimming in the ocean a lot, so there were no roses involved. Fair enough. Fair what enough. did you do, man? I survived. And, oh, yeah. and, and when I say that, you can just imagine the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, <laughs> Tropics Under gif, right? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we we stayed at home, celebrated with the kids and uh, yeah. extended family, and. Um, holidays are typically a pretty not like fun time to be around me. I, sure. uh, Grinch is like putting it lightly. Um, it doesn't yeah. do a whole lot for my mental health and I know that yearly, but, uh, uh, I survived. Yeah. The kids had a great time. Uh, That's good. you know, good Christmas, uh, family came over. We had, you know, no fights or anything. So uh, that, you know, that's I saw, all I can ask for really. I saw a very svelte photo of you in a onesie. Yeah, that is that is correct. Um, when we had my wife's family over for Christmas, we were doing it like as a pajama style thing. So I wore a giant purple Twitch onesie all day for that. <laughs> That's great. Um, to establish dominance. No, of course. I mean, are they Twitch partners? I, I think not. No. I'm actually, I'm wearing my brand new uh, Discord partner shirt that I got. Every, every year they send you like a little gif. I, I do that that's so really you can maybe nice. see it right yeah. uh they sent you a really little nice. gift and that's what i got this year and it's very comfortable that is very nice you know uh on that note i was declined my application for discord partnership uh just last week which i accidentally applied to while looking to find the twitch partner uh discord <laughs> 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 somebody told me a couple weeks back about the twitch partner discord and i couldn't find it but i did find the application for discord partnership so i applied 
and then forgot about it. And I got the lovely email explaining to me that I just wasn't a great fit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still don't know why I am one, but I'm I'm proud to be one because I do love Discord as a platform and I use it for everything. Uh, yeah. I also finally got into the Twitch partner Discord after your help. So for those of you who don't know, this is That's 100% right. true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tech support, when, Justin. When, when you link your, your Twitch account and your Discord accounts together, um, <laughs> you get certain perks, right? Like if you have uh, access to Discord servers for being a sub to somebody's channel, for example, or uh, access to certain emotes and things like that. And one of them, if you're a Twitch partner, is you get access to uh, this Discord server where you can like ask for help and do things. Um, and I did not have access and I had tried like re-linking my account and it did not help because every time I was on mobile, it would not show up in the connections. And when I was using the desktop app, it would not show up in the connections. And then I was talking with uh, Aeolus, Sophie, and I was talking with Justin Larson about my plight. And I literally had a thought. I said to myself, what would Justin do? If, if Justin has access to this, then how did Justin find it? Because you have to, <laughs> the thing you have to know about Justin is he does everything through a web browser. And I mean everything. On his phone, he goes in a web browser to Reddit. He doesn't have the Reddit app. On his phone, he like goes to the Discord web browser. He does Discord web browser like at work. Uh, yeah. No apps. So I said to myself, Hey, I bet Justin went here through the web browser, and sure enough, when I went that way, the connection was showing up for me. So something wasn't syncing with my apps, but then that finally, uh, that finally worked for me. So I, I'm now in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I found that whole story like when as I was happening, I was laughing my ass off, and I'm still laughing. Now. Yeah, like, I mean it is really funny, right? Because it's one of those like of all of the people who would need tech support, it, it's right. this this isn't the the scenario, the dynamic that you would expect. But here Not we are. At all. That is so funny. So. Uh, besides just the holidays, uh, we actually had some legend stuff that happened since the last time we did one of these shows, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the entire uh, Festival of Madness is probably something we should talk about today. Yeah. I have to imagine. I mean, it got a lot of reactions from people as it was going on. <laughs> you know, I mean, and mixed, I will say mixed, because there were some people really enthusiastic about some of the stuff coming out. And I, there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And then there was some stuff that have, was less popular. Let's let's put it that way before we get into exactly what they said. Yeah. So, you know, festival, random random deals. Oh, deals. Yeah. Each day. Some of the deals some of the deals were absolutely wonderful, especially if like you're a free-to-play player. Yeah, you know, some of the deals were for, straight madness. Absolutely. You know, you just like a handful of gold, like li literally like 10 gold for a bunch of packs or whatever, you know, some soul shards. Uh, those were great and and have to be the kind of thing that if you're, you know, a, somebody who's not spending any money in this game, you know, free shit, basically. Yeah. And and before we talk about what some of the deals were, let me talk about what wasn't included. And I'm a little bit disappointed, right? So if we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk about disappointment, let's first talk about the stuff that wasn't included. This first yeah. one is going to be an incredibly minor gripe, mind you, mm -hmm. um, but no Christmas gift. That's true. Right? No, no holiday gift whatsoever. And yeah. I, I say this because, like, listen, a lot of those deals you could say were a gift. Like, like you said, like 10 gold for four packs or whatever it was is absurd. Yeah. That might as well be a gift, right? Like you can uh, <clears throat> sneeze and get better value out of uh, 
uh, or get your sneeze will cost more. <laughs> anyway, the 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 point here is is that like some of those are great, but no Christmas gift, right? Like I would have expected something. Um, there was a lot of other. Uh, we'll say competitors that did like something for the holiday and mm. uh, you know there was nothing there other than the the festival of madness but the other thing that's really disappointing um, we know from bugs in the past that there were some updated voice lines for graybeard mentor that had a holiday theme <laughs> oh, and oh, oh. <laughs> and we we did not get a holiday themed graybeard mentor which i would have yeah. thought would have been the gift but even if it wasn't like it was never yeah. offered so in many ways, uh, this holiday season, I feel like uh, not even counting the deals, we still got ho-ho-hosed out of a really cool alternate art uh, with extra sound cards somewhere. That is very true. That is very true. I, I, I was really disappointed by that specifically. I don't mean, I got to be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't celebrate Christmas. It doesn't, it doesn't register for me. But the Greybeard is something I was looking forward to. I mean, alternate art is is like my my like indulgence in this game. So, uh, so about that alternate art. Yeah, you want to start there? <laughs> sure, let's start there. We had okay. we had some that popped up. I I, I want to say that uh, okay. So first, the first deals with alternate art that came up were the reissues of the Grand Melee Rumble alternate arts right At, up until this point some of the rarest alternate uh, some of the rarest cards in the game you know the alternate art lightning bolt and piercing javelin i think were both re-offered unless i'm not mistaken uh i was gatekeeper as well i believe i think so that, yeah because that was a rumble yeah. one as well that's right um these were cards that were available for like one weekend if you sank a thousand gold into a grand melee you got them you know whether you went 12 or 012 right and uh, they did a good job with those cards of picking, like, sort of just super ubiquitous cards. Um, those were available for the second time, right? Yeah, this Well, I guess one of them, I think, had been available for a second gauntlet, but... Uh, uh, yeah, Javelin. Javelin right. had been around uh, more than once in the past. But this they offered him this time for... Was it just cash or was it cash and gold? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't okay. end up purchasing it myself either way, so... Right. But I mean, that, that, I mean, let's, as we, as we bring up each deal that we discuss, maybe we should each just weigh on how we feel about it. And, and this one I'm, I'm totally on board with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I am too, because I think that uh, they should just be available all the time. I, I'm like 90% with you. You know, it was kind of cool to be like, to be like, hey, hey man, I got the alternate art lightning bolts. You know, like I love playing alternate art. I play all the alternate art versions of every card. But I also see what see what you're saying. I think that if you're the kind of guy who's a collector, it must suck balls to not have those things available all the time. Yeah, and have no alternative way to get it, right? Like if you play Magic, yeah. right? There's a lot of stuff that you could only get at certain events or whatever for Magic. But like right. I can still go to secondary markets and pick that up. And then you know, in terms of Legends, there's other alternate art cards. You know, you right. think of like the Leaf Lurkers and some yeah. of those things that are always available, right? If you're a new player who joins today, I can go get that sweet alternate art leaf lurker like right yeah. now. And but... maybe maybe we should we should touch on the history of alternate art cards too before we get into this so we can have some perspective on what these things have cost traditionally. Uh we had I think we've had two bundles of three cards each alternate art, right? 
There was the one that came out around the same time as the Madhouse Collection, which was Stone Tooth Scrapper, Ash. What servant? Fuck, Ash servant. <laughs> the card that inspired Doom Crag Sorcerer, and um, dude, what was the other one in that set? It was those uh, two and something else. It was something. It's something else because it was the only one that was like actually playable. Oh, oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't playable. I mean, it's been played historically a long time ago, but it was. it's a 3-3 with Prophecy and Guard in green. Yeah, yeah, Black Sap uh, Protector. I right. literally played that today. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it helped me get a uh, daily done. Right, so those were the three, I think, in that set. And that was the first... That was our introduction to alternate art in Legends. And that yeah. was, that was five, was... five bucks for those plus some packs. Wasn't there one for every color, though? Because isn't a Sharpshooter Scout in there as well? And that's red. I don't... I don't remember where sharpshooter scout alternate art came from yeah i I, i'm uh putting your face up on my screen so i can't actually open legends and look at the moment but um okay category you okay here we go historically these are the cards with alternate art crushing blow was available in the mad prince pack so mad prince pack was Oh, okay. We we got we've got this all fucked up. The Mad, <laughs> the Mad Prince pack was Crushing Blow, Sharpshooter Scout, and Hive Defender. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. And but those then, were the other colors that I was trying to think of. I thought they were all part of the same pack. So then when they did the right. next one, they covered cards from the other colors because that was Neutral Strength and Willpower. And right. then the next time around, they hit Agility, right. Endurance. Right. Yeah. 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 De- December fourteenth, twenty seventeen, they released for the holidays. Uh, the alternate art set of Alduin, Master of Arms, and Leaf Lurker. And that was 15 bucks for 10 Skyrim packs, 10 core packs, and those cards. Right. So for 15 bucks, you got uh, 20 packs, mm-hmm. a premium legend, mm-hmm. three premium epics. Yes. And then another three premium epics. So that's a lot of value mm-hmm. in that one. And the Mad Prince pack was $5 for five core packs and the three alternate art cards. Hive Defender, Sharpshooter, Scout, and Crushing Blow. And right. back then, Sharp, uh, Crushing Blow was played quite a bit. Yeah, it was... Uh, there were, Believe it or not, gang, there was a time when Crushing Blow was almost uh, an auto-include in every deck. Like It was pretty right. near ubiquitous because uh, you needed to kill 4-3 werebats really badly. <laughs> right, definitely. And then the other set had... Dude, I do not know where Alternate Art Ash Servant came from. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Ash Servant, I know, came in the same one that had Scrapper. That must have been around the same time as the other Alternate Art set. Yeah. Is is it possible that it also comes in there, but it's just not on the graphic? Because that's one of the other things about our deals that I want to note, is that they don't show in the graphic all of the cards you get sometimes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's in the starter pack. It's in the starter pack. The starter pack gives you the title, the founder. Mm-hmm. It's five dollars. Gives you ten core packs and stone tooth scrapper, black sap protector, ash servant. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So there were three alternate art packs of three cards each. Two at five dollars, and one at fifteen. One at fifteen that gave you twenty packs, a legendary, and two right. play so sets it, of epics. That would have been a good deal without the alternate art cards. Right. Okay. And then the other alternate art cards were available through Epic or Grand Melees. Grand Melees, yes. Okay. And those were 
Javelin, Lightning Bolt, Merkle Gatekeeper. Merkle Gatekeeper. And then the the like the Esoterica is Grizzly Gourmet was available for three days as a reward card for logging in last this February of 2018. Yep. Lanith was available for pre-ordering uh Clockwork City. Yep. And Swims at, Swims night, at night is a reward. For, for finishing the epic version of Clockwork City. Uh, Clockwork City. Yeah. yeah, you get it for uh, beating Master Difficulty, which if you need help with, there's a really good YouTube series that I can recommend. Though, yeah. some of it's probably out of date because a lot of those cards have been changed now. They're, I mean, those they just have to be easier now, right? No, uh, some of them are easier. Uh, some of them are more difficult. Um, yeah. because like, I don't know if the puzzles are still bugged for one, but then on top oh, of yeah. that, uh, there is the, uh, like issues with like skulk costing three now, uh, which changes, uh, cause some of those master difficulty things are ones where they give you a deck and skulk was like in some of those. And that kind of changes how it plays out, right? Like the, the scenarios where you don't get to build your own deck. Cause with those, you can always just figure out a new strategy, but. Uh, right. All of the ones where they're like, here's this deck to to overcome this thing. Uh, if cards were changed due to balance reasons, but those never get revisited, sometimes it does make them more difficult. I, I honestly hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point. Oh, yeah. And Zenith Dragon mentions Premium Night Mother was given as a pre-order incentive with Dark Brotherhood. Right, right. But it was not alternate art. It was just you got a right. premium one for. Yeah, exactly. Okay. For free. Well... So when they reoffered the uh, the Grand Melee ones, that seems cool. Yeah. No, I think it seems cool. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to point out, um, and you're going to notice the theme as I talk about it, I, I do think that things should probably be available at all times. Right. Um, and if they really wanted to get like cheeky about time-limited stuff, yeah. then one of the things that I really like about Magic, for example is that when they release a new set and you go and you participate in like pre-releases, you get uh, foil, AKA like their version of uh, premium cards for attending them, but they'll put like a date on there. Like it'll actually oh, yeah. say like the date that the set releases on there and you get like a special version or whatever for attending the pre-release. But then like you can still always get versions of that card in foil forever on, um, yeah. but there's just like this little date thing. And so for me, when they do these things that are tied to like tournament events, um, mm -hmm. you know, like the Rumble, I think it would have been better if they would have given people some way to acquire the alternate art cards, but then maybe, you know, they throw like a little shiny timestamp on it or whatever. Um, okay. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I like that. You know, or, uh, or do something in the flavor text that we don't have yet. I do want me some flavor text. I will say that. I didn't know that I did. Here's the thing. Um, I only remember the funny ones from Magic, and I'm not much of like a super huge lore guy in many other games, and so I didn't even know that I wanted flavor text in this game until I started playing Artifact um, because I knew exactly zero of the Dota lore. Mm -hmm. But I, I have spent more time than I'm willing to admit like in the card menu, hitting the play button and having mm -hmm. the voice actors read the flavor text to me for some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, and, that's cool. and after I saw that, I was like, I want this in legends because I would care far more about it in an elder scrolls universe. And now what I'm, 
if I'm not mistaken, I know a little bit of, of the lore from Artifact. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a man named Axe who was a uh, trader in digital currency, like a bit like Bitcoins. And uh, recently his, uh, his, his, his investment has just plummeted. And I think he's actually homeless now. Yeah, Axe coin has definitely dropped in value. But yeah. the good news for Axe is uh, he has many talents. So he has a fallback career plan. Um, okay. If you actually listen to his specific lore in the game, he will tell you he's good at the murder talent. Okay, so he, now that he can't rely on banking and digital currency trading, he's going to get back into murder. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, it's good to have a skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so should we go over the history of cardbacks too before we get into this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might as well there since you're on the screen. They're right. kind of like alternate art, right? Right. So cardbacks, alternate art cardbacks, were introduced during the Direwolf era. Um, I'm trying to sort these chronologically, and I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but you got some for... Okay, well, you got some for completing uh, puzzles... You got the default one. You got one for purchasing the Dark Brotherhood, although it was retroactively given to you. It wasn't given to you yep. when the Dark Brotherhood was originally released. Um, and like I said, there's a couple for puzzles. You get the Elden Root, the green card back by purchasing anything in the store. Yep. There was an Atronach bundle at one point, which was uh, 10 bucks for two card backs and five corset packs. Mm -hmm. That was the, the blue and the red. And then there are five card backs available for winning 30 games with each of the Houses of Morrowind houses. There is a Houses of Morrowind card back for purchasing the Houses of Morrowind starter pack, which was $5 for the back, 10 Houses of Morrowind packs, uh, guaranteed legendary, and the title of the Nera Varine. Um, there's a card back for having one of every copy of every Houses of Morrowind card. Mm -hmm. And then there, there was one super rare one. Right. Uh, the, for, the, uh, getting your drops during E3. Right. For watching the Bethesda E3 thing. And, uh, that one was not released though until Sparky Pants took over the new client. Right. Which you had to have been playing back in June. Correct. And that was all of those, I think. Oh, and when the new client launched, everybody got one. The Alm City one. Yes. Okay. So historically, cardbacks have been $10 or significantly less. Right. <clears throat> and the only cardback that was gated in any way was the E3 one, which, I mean, I, I personally use it just because I think, you know, it's it's cool, it's rare, you know. And, and, and we had a really good time that night, Mystery Science Theater 3000-ing the entire event. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and that one's never been released again. And it may not be. We don't know. They might do it right. again for E3 this next year. Who knows? Should I mean, so you, you talked a little bit about how you think that uh, alternate art cards should always be available. Mm -hmm. Do you think the same thing about the... E3 back? Yeah, I do. Listen, uh, again, like I said this on Twitter, and uh, I I understand that this is likely the result of some mental disorder that I have, right? 
Right. But we've, we've actually I, had a conversation yeah. about that. I, I have quit many games in my lifetime because I missed something that was time gated. Because what happens is, is when I, as a collector, as somebody who's grown up collecting things his entire life, cards, comics, like books from a series, like you name it, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy a level of completionism. I'm also that person that does like every side mission in a game so that I get it to say like 100% complete. You know, I'm the sure. guy that has like 400 hours <clears throat> into his Final Fantasy game because I wanted to do everything. I'm, I'm just that guy. So... Yeah. Uh, there, there are times when I'm invested in a game because I have like 100% completion, if you will. And mm -hmm. the moment that I miss something because of a window, and this happened with like Overwatch for a time and Hearthstone and uh, a number of other games that I can like provide examples for. But uh, the minute I miss something, what happens is, you know, right or wrong in my brain, I go from like, I'm giving this 100% of my attention and time because I'm 100% in it so far to, well, now I've missed this thing that I cannot get back. So now I have no incentive to put the same level of intensity in my, my interest in the game. Uh, and even on a small scale, this happens. Like, let me give you an example. Um, I've logged into Legends every day this month. And I will do my best to do it through the entire month to, to get the Legends rewards. But if I miss a day, my logins for Legends in your, in your average month, and I'm just being honest here, will go from like, I missed, you know, one day to like, I missed 10. Like it significantly drops off because I no longer have the, the carrot, right? If I don't have, yeah. like at that point, like it's just, okay, I, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't, right? But if I, if I have that completion... Uh, or, or the ability to obtain it dangled in front of me, then I'm just mm -hmm. mentally invested more. So, sure, absolutely. You know, I, I do think that it should be something that's available, and I think that, uh, I mean, listen, whenever games, so here's the other side of it, right? When I think about like a new player experience, whenever games have a lot of history and a lot of content in them, it can be very intimidating for somebody to want to get in. And if somebody were to join legends, you know, today, right now, and mm -hmm. like hop on the ladder and they play against uh, Mr. Justin Larson, who's got his uh, card back that, you know, is from E3 that they can't get. And then Justin right. plays like uh, Madness Beckons and a Cheese Manster against him. And the mm -hmm. person like, well, okay, those cards are cool. How do I get those? And then they realize that they can't get those cards. And then yeah. they, uh, you know, they, they have this like repeated, hey, there was this thing that, uh, looks cool or is this thing that I wanted to try, but it's not available, um, then they might be less inclined to push through, right? Uh, is that everybody? No, but, you know, there are people that are like that. So I, I do think there is at least some value in having ways to obtain things uh, at almost any time. I think that, like, phasing things out just feels... Um, uh, well, it, it feels, uh, feels off. I'll put it that way. I'm trying to, to not be ultra harsh here, but it feels. I understand. And, and we're going to get into, I think, some more stuff that you have some strong feelings about. And I, and I think it's important that you share those feelings because, you know, you and I have some, some difference of, of opinion here. And I, I really want to make sure that we address this honestly. 
Yeah. So, for example, like somebody, uh, somebody in chat said, uh, uh, "How have you coped with collecting magic cards, or do I have all of them?" Fun fact: um, I have maybe 400 cards on the floor of my office right now for magic, and then I own nothing else. Uh, I've been playing magic since uh, 1994, but there was a time when uh, I sold off part of my collection to help pay for my wedding. And since that moment, even in something like magic, where I know that I can go back and like re-get those, even just the act of like that concession, right? Saying like, hey, I've set myself back. Um, that was the start of my disengagement from competitively and actively playing magic. Like I stopped going to Friday Night Magics. I stopped traveling for events. Um, mm. You know, it's... There, there's a, and again, like I know it's, it's something with me, right? But there is a, like a psychological trigger that just kicks with me that says, like, if I'm no longer a hundred percent invested in this, then it, it is way deprioritized in my mind, and then I'm, I'm putting far less focus on it. So, um, sure. Yeah, there was a time when I had like, you know, <clears throat> play sets of everything. Like I had Power Nine stuff, and I had, uh, I think. At the time, the only thing that I didn't own was um, uh, a Blue Hurricane because those were uh, crazy rare and crazy expensive. Uh, mm -hmm. They were a misprinted version of Hurricane that was on a, a blue card. Um, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have one of those because at, at the time they were just incredibly hard to find. And this was, like, you know, eBay was still pretty much in its infancy, so I hadn't even tracked one down by then. But, uh, yeah, like... I mean, it's the same thing with comics, dude. I used to have uh, boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of comics. And then, you know, now I, I have like some graphic novels of the stuff that I like to reread or whatever. But it, it's just it's not the same because I've like mentally de-invested from it, I guess. Speaking of comics, last year I sent you a couple graphic novels as a Christmas gift. And then this year you declined my Christmas gift offer. Yeah, well, you... Um... <laughs> You heckin' bamboozled me last year uh, <laughs> because, like, I was trying to send you a gag gift. Yeah. That was what started it. I just wanted to send you a gag gift, and then you sent me a real gift, and then I felt bad about it. So I wasn't well, even... I... And this year you just would... Like, can we talk about this year? We can talk are... about it, sure. All right. So on December 22nd, they offered the first of the brand new premium card backs. Mm-hmm. It was $50 for that red thing right uh or was it the blue one i think yeah, it's, it was red, it was it, red. it's isn't it the uh hollow jack up the prices isn't that the name of it that's the one yeah yeah and i said to derek i sent him a message i said how do i how do i put 50 dollars on your steam account <laughs> <laughs> because this is what i wanted to do for christmas for my friend i wanted to buy yeah. his card back because i know he's a collector yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you take over the story from here, man? Oh, sure. I have no problem. And uh, my wife is probably going to roll her eyes uh, or or laugh from downstairs or some mix of the two. But I basically said to Justin, uh, under no circumstances will that happen. And Justin, you know, being the guy that he is, because he's a wonderful human being, said, no, this is happening. You just need to accept it, like all good rapists say. And I said, fuck, no, dude, I, I do not. I, I said, I do not give you consent to do this, but he oh. doesn't believe in consent. So he's like, no, okay, this is, okay. this is, this Stop is going to happen. This is going to happen. He said, no, you said he wanted me to tell it. So now I'm telling it. So he says, it's going to happen. And I said, listen, 
if you do this, this is 100% real. I took screenshots of this exchange. I said, if you do this, I will film because my... I out, I, because I figured out how to gift money to your account without, yeah. your, without your consent. Well, yeah, he did. So I, So I said, if you do this, I will film myself deleting legends and my account and I will post it to YouTube with the title, Justin made me stop playing legends. And he was like, for real? And I was like, 100%. I would do this without blinking, without remorse, because I have uh, this, uh, I, it's the principal protocol. And my wife knows the minute she hears the word principal, it's like, just bail out. Because I, I grew up stubborn. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an addict, right? I don't talk about it uh, super often, but like I'm an addict and I come from a family of addicts. And uh, I'm also incredibly stubborn and I had, uh, you know, an alcoholic abusive father that I don't, you know, I mean, I don't hide it, but it's not like a, a topic of discussion a lot. But it has caused me to be very, uh, very stubborn once I dig in on something um, like hard and all rational goes out the window all uh, it's not even like what I would consider to be an emotional response because like it's not. It's not even like emotion is involved. I'm just dead inside, but I am not budging. Like it is, it is locked at that point. And so, uh, Justin was like, "Okay, I, I, I hear your words." No, no, there's there was like a five minute pause. There was, there, said, there was, and I said something like, "I don't think you would actually do that." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I don't." I, I said, well, I said something like, "I'm like fifty percent that you would actually delete your account." I think is what I said. Yeah. And I, well, I, 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 I said, I said, you may want to talk to my wife about this because I, I needed somebody that wasn't me to like tell him, but then he, he, he acquiesced. I do want to say uh, real, real briefly here, um, George uh, or Jorg, I'm probably slaughtering it either way, uh, in chat had just uh, like became Santa Claus. It just gave out a huge number uh, of subs. And the notifications awesome. don't go off when I'm recording the podcast because uh, we do put up the audio version of this on uh, like iTunes and uh, Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, and so I, I don't have the audio stuff going, but I, I do want to acknowledge that because that was uh, a massive number of subs. And so I, I, I do want to say thank you. That was incredibly kind. That was awesome, George. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Derek needs every penny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just to pay for therapy, apparently. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the story of how the Grinch here did not allow me to give him a Christmas gift yeah. this year. So I look, uh, just like let's be a hundred percent like transparent. Um, I don't like receiving gifts. I did talk about this a bit in my Discord. So if you guys are in my Discord, you probably saw. Um, I grew up very, very, very poor. Um, like we moved 16 times before I graduated high school. And as a result of uh, the moving around, it was because we were just being evicted from places. And that's not counting times when I didn't have a home or times when I lived with family. You know, I'd stay with a grandparent or whatever. And throughout that, um, again, like I... I I come from a family of addicts and, and things like that. And so that had a lot to do with it as well. But uh, my mom used to go all out for Christmas every year. And when I say all out, I don't mean like, you know, she bought like one big gift that like tipped her over her budget. I mean, 
we would have so many presents in the living room that like you couldn't walk across the floor. I mean, insane. Uh, I think the first time my wife ever saw my mom do a Christmas, um, she was she was like shocked at the just the sheer volume of stuff, right? But when you're when you're young and you're little and you're like still somewhat bright and you figure it out, you very quickly realize that like uh, if it was my birthday or it was my Christmas and I get all these like extravagant gifts and then like a month later we don't have power or heat or running water or we're evicted like it, it only takes a couple of years of that for you to put two and two together so uh i i instead of learning to enjoy christmas i developed uh this very long-standing guilt uh and so like when holidays come so that's why earlier i said like i survived right when holidays mm -hmm. come around i become very very grumpy very very irritable and it's just not a very pleasant time for me because it is a um, it is like a reminder. It's like a reminder twofold. Like it's a reminder that I'm supposed to be enjoying it, but I don't. And when everyone else is having fun and you're not, that all that like adds to the stress. But then also now that I'm a parent um, myself, it, there's an added layer uh, of stress because like I want to make that experience be, uh, you know, good for my children and obviously much better than mine. And um, but then I like I have to be uh, aware of like I, I I'm trying to not be grumpy in front of them. So, you know, like when I say things like I survived or whatever, like the, and uh, I don't like Justin giving me gifts. It's not like I'm like trying to be a dick. Like I love Justin. It's just that like my my birthday and Christmas, like I normally my birthday, I try to skip it. I think I've had like three birthday parties in my life and, you know, I'm 34. So like I try to skip it. And uh, when Christmas comes, like I, you know, kind of almost in many ways purposefully become hard to shop for where I just don't give people ideas. So, um, yeah. Well, I, I, I want to say, Derek, you provide an amazing life for your kids. And they're going to know well, that growing up. Well, so far. Yeah. You, you just wait. Like, I just gave my job notice. So pretty soon I'm going to be jobless, guys. I don't know if you uh, if you heard, but bird is the word. But also, so is quitting my uh, my job. So I have heard. Um, I mean, I'm listen. I, I've I've got some interviews coming up for some other positions that'll hopefully be a lot more flexible. But I've had a lot of casting opportunities open up recently, and my current job was not going to be flexible enough to accommodate that. So, um, well. You, you, I mean, you obviously have a webcam, so if you're interested in some flexible positions, you and I can talk off stream. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I am, uh, DTF as they say, down to friend you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this comes back to uh, our first big flashy card back that Justin was again so kind to try to gift me, and I do recognize the kindness. It wasn't like, I, I, it was just. There, there was some like mental trauma that was causing irrational thought there. But Justin was very kind enough to try to give it to me. And it was uh, a $50 card back. So again, historically, uh, the card backs were uh, a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, I was going to say up until up until uh, <clears throat> till this, you could have spent like I think less than $50 and have everything. All the all, all the alternate art stuff. Um, I don't think it. I don't know if it would have been less than 50 because in order to get the Clockwork City one, you had to at least buy that with cash. 
Like you had to pre-order that. Oh one. yeah, was it, well, that was that twenty dollars? Yeah, I think that one's twenty. Okay, so pre-order that for twenty, fifteen, five, and five. It's fifty-five dollars. Yeah. So fifty-five dollars up to that point would have got you all the alternate art in the game, assuming you had played in the Epic Gauntlets. Correct. Okay. And oh, and you had to buy the puzzle, but you could buy that with gold. So right, you could do the the puzzles with gold. Okay. Um, and then suddenly we have a beautiful looking card back and it's $50 and it's available for 24 hours. Yeah. I, I, I would like to start with like my problem with this because like, I am not a collector. That part doesn't, you know, th that part doesn't bother me. I have to admit. And I didn't even think about how it would affect other people until I started talking to other collectors because like. Uh, you know, unlike you, I, I haven't spent time in comic stores, and I never really played other games, so I never developed that that impulse. Although I do, you know, kind of collect books. Yeah. Um. But uh, my problem with this is twenty four hours. Like, okay, so people make really irrational decisions about money in general, right? Um, but. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that when you put a time limit on something, even if that time limit is like 30 days or six months, is if there's an if there's a ticking clock, a ticking bomb, time bomb in the background, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people make like dramatically, like exponentially worse decisions about their money. You know, like uh, the lottery and stuff like this. Like people just yeah. do not do well with making financial decisions, especially when there's some kind of time limit involved. And $50 for an alternate art, alternate card back, only offered for 24 hours. There's a small, and it's, it is a very small segment of the population, but there's a segment of the population that is, uh, this is like heroin is to them. To them, this is like heroin is to me. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you will fuck your life up and, you know, like, spend that $50. No, 100%. Like, the urge was strong. And I think that was why yeah. I had the reaction that I did that, like, ended up triggering what I call the principal protocol was because I, you know, yeah. I had that discussion with you. And, you know, obviously I gave some feedback direct to CVH because I, I believe in direct feedback starting there no, first before I start, like, tweet storming yeah. or whatever. Because I because here's the other thing. This uh, I want to be clear, right? If, if you guys have followed Justin and I uh, for, like, any length of time or if you've been around since the very beginning of Legends... Yeah. Um, it's really rare that I am like critical about something. So it was very it, like, it should be clear how like much this upset me or how passionate I was because there's been times when like other people were doomsaying and I didn't doomsay. There was a lot of times when like, uh, people were on an anti-drops crusade and I was like pretty quiet there as well. It's really you, rare that I speak up about anything, but this you're was... Off, you're usually the guy who talks me off of saying yes. something uh, Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. I wasn't going to word it that way, but yeah, like I'm usually trying to be the more rational one, but this was, it's much like Justin said, right? It's, it's a 24-hour window, which triggers certain like tendencies in people. This was, uh, you know, they didn't... They, they didn't say when it, or if it would be back. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they eventually, CBH said, like, it'll be back sometime in the future, but they don't know how or when or, you know, in what capacity. Right. Um, it, it was after, it is also worth noting, this was after Cheesemancer had already came out as yeah, well, I right? Figured, I figured we'd address the two cards. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll double back to the cards. But this was after something else that was pretty much... Um, you know, targeting that same, like, you know, this is only available for 24 hours crowd 
thing. Yeah. And this was like four days before Christmas. Right? Yeah. So like it was really, in my opinion, not only was it like rough that you were doing something this expensive, um, but it was kind of tone deaf in my opinion in timing. Cause if you knew the festival of madness was going to be this length of time, like either make it afterwards, right? Cause maybe some people are getting gift cards or whatever as Christmas presents and they would have been happy to use them on that. Or maybe sure, yeah. if it's the beginning of December, uh, they haven't spent all their money on gifts or whatever. Right. But like this was, this was in a target time period window that just felt, uh, incredibly like exploitative to me. So um sure. again it's very very rare that i am i am negative but this was i was not a happy camper <laughs> no, i was not happy at the time no i mean honestly your feedback the direct feedback you offered was the the heart the most sternly written thing i'd ever seen you you say yeah i'm i, I was pretty worked up yeah so that happened and then um Two days later, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think again. I think it was like three, but it was like Christmas Eve or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it happened again. It happened, it happened again. again. Yeah, and that was the blue one, which I think looks a little cooler actually. I don't know. I like I like like uh, cool cool toned colors, but anyway, and that was the the Sidric card back. Yeah, and uh, that was also fifty dollars. Correct. And I don't even hear, like, I'm going to be honest. I don't even have a problem with the price tag necessarily. And that was part of the feedback I said. Like, if you want to make some things just be expensive for the sake of being expensive, like, if you want to make no packs involved, right? Like, if Bethesda says tomorrow, we're going to offer a card back and it's $100 and it's only the card back and it's just a giant fucking money sign on the back. Have Dude, at I'd it. Buy, hold on, right? I'd buy that. I'd right. Buy that. Ha, ha, have, have at it. <laughs> But don't make it a 24-hour time window. Or yeah. if it is going to be time windowed, like, then give us, like, say this will be back quarterly, right? Or right. say this, like, let people know when the window is going to be or something. Because of course. Uh, otherwise, it just, it felt, like, incredibly exploitative. So, like, I didn't have a problem with the price. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, the only the only way you could exploit these that that niche of people worse is to tell them like, let's say it's December first, and I'm like, hey man, on December twenty seventh, for one day only, you're going to be able to spend fifty dollars to buy this thing. <laughs> that would actually that would actually notch it up into these people are incapable of thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like there are a lot of troubling things about this and, you know and you, whether you come at it from a just just purely like uh taking advantage of people's poor mental health uh you know point of view or disincentivizing future collectors point of view it's it, it was not ideal at all yeah and i also i do want to follow this up with um i don't want this to sound like uh, i'm upset that we have to start paying for things because oh, Justin yeah. and I very publicly, both on this podcast and in other places, have yeah. said for a long time, give us an excuse to give you money. But when we were saying those things, we were expecting yeah. it to be very similar to the deals that we had already received because right. those all felt very fair and measured. And, you know, Legends has always been considered to be uh, like pro player, like uh, economically friendly. And so if they would have just continued that line instead of going zero to 60 like it wasn't even a slow right. transition they literally went from like 
you know, every deal was 20 bucks or less to in a four day span, yeah. we gave you two $50 oh. deals that were time limited. They didn't even <laughs> lube us up, man. They just started giving it to us whether we liked it or not. And that was very troubling. I think we can go even further. Like you and I are not only willing to have said, we even, we, we asked Pete Hines directly yeah. to let us spend money on the game. But not only that, they also give us free shit and we still buy this stuff and give that stuff away. Yeah, like, I, it, is worth, it is worth noting. We don't noting. even need to spend money. Yeah, it's worth noting when when uh, we get to do some of our content creator related things, um, you know, I like to be honest, uh, Bethesda is kind enough to give us codes, right? So like they gave Justin yeah. and I a code for Clockwork City and a Dark Brotherhood and we could have just, Park, yeah, we could have just Marvel used those codes. But every time that we've ever received those, both Justin and I have used our own codes to to give away to other people and just paid right. for it ourselves because we believe in giving money to the game that we love. So, exactly. like, it's when we say give us an excuse to give you money, like we've been trying to do this, but then yeah, to go to you know this very tight window of like huge costs for seemingly far less benefit without a lot of like warning and thing, like it just. It just felt bad at the time, you know, and yeah. it, and again, like I'll admit, like it was partly compounded by uh, being a really bad time of the year for me mentally. And there's some other things there, um, but yeah. it just, it didn't feel good. And uh, I think we saw that in the community there, there was a lot of people that were upset by it. Absolutely. So th that was the <clears throat> alternate art. Well, n not alternate art. Th those were the card backs. I think uh, maybe we talk about Golden Saint next because I think the other issue, the third issue, is kind of a much more complicated one. Yeah, I think the third one is the most offensive one for me personally. But so then, alternate art Golden Saint came out uh, two days after the Sigic one. Yes. <laughs> so this was like the day after Christmas, and this was fifteen core set card packs and the full set of premium alternate art Golden Saints, and it was twenty dollars. Right. So and I'm full dis full disclosure, I bought this one. Yeah. And I had skipped this one at this point because I had already missed um yeah. missed uh some things and so again like once I'm like mentally deinvested then I I don't yeah. feel the need. So Now I, I I will my in my opinion this deal this deal is I think this deal would have been I, I would have no problem with it if it was always available. It's yeah. it's pricier than the other alternate card art. But I think it's also of a higher quality than any of the alternate card art, except maybe Alduin. And, you know, 15 packs, 20 bucks for 15 packs in a, in a beautiful alternate art card. That's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, I mean, I think that was like when you and I in the past had said, like, give us more excuses to give you money. That's what we were looking for. Stuff like that or, yeah. you know, new avatars. That was a thing that you and I have both said to Pete uh, and CVH yes. on several occasions, you know. Yes. Um, um, so I, I, in like, aside from the 24 hour window, this deal seems fine to me again, the 24 hour window, my complaint is just once again, that, uh, there is a segment of society of, of humans that cannot make rational decisions in these circumstances. And it's kind of exploitative. I don't know that it's, I, I, I don't want to be so cynical as to think that it's engineered to exploit those people. I, I don't, I have, I, I find it, I, maybe it is, but I just don't believe it is. I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's your thought on this. I, I, I need some insight here because I try to look for the best in people. Well, I, I, yeah. Um, I, like I said, like it, the, 
Can we also just like real quick, because th this also is something that I want to uh, touch on um, that's going to sound even more asinine and uh, like I have mental issues, but um, there was also some titles. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I think some people forget that like there are some of us that have spent hours grinding out Centurion and doing other things yeah. just because we wanted to collect all of the titles in the game. Yeah. And uh, there were some titles associated with some really large purchases as well. And again, something entirely minor, entirely cosmetic, um, but it was something that I had enjoyed collecting all of them uh, in the past. And uh, the, much like the alternate art and much like the, the card backs, um, you know, we're missing out on those as well. Like I, uh, very specifically, there was a, a tweet after the Festival of Madness had ended where I was kind of trying to express how I felt overall. Um, before Festival started, I could say, uh, you know, I have access to every card in the game. I have every card back, every alternate art, and every title in the game. And I can now say none of those things are true as of right now recording this. Right? right. Like that, that, that's just kind of, that makes me feel kind of bad. It's a, it's a bummer to me. I, I yeah. I understand. I, and I'll be honest, I had forgotten about the cheesemonger title. Yeah, there was two titles. Yeah, I the other one, though, was not gated by cash only. Right, it was gold. But, so I, and I want to mention this, and it, we'll talk about it a little bit more as, when we get to the two cards uh, that we, we're saving for the end, but um, many of the gold deals for the things like the titles or the card backs or whatever were such yeah. a large amount of gold that you couldn't grind that much gold in the 24 hour period. So if you weren't that, already that a veteran, right? If you, if you weren't already a veteran and hadn't saved up for it, then go, saying like, well, you could have got it with gold doesn't matter because I didn't get madness beckons, for example, because, right. uh, I did not have the gold to purchase Madness Beckons. I'd spend a bunch of gold at earlier deals trying to get premium legends because I, 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 again, that was something else I was working on. I was trying to collect all of the cards in premium. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, and we've kind of touched around, like you are like, in some ways, the prototypical guy to whom these deals are a problem. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. I know. And I know that I'm in the minority, but... No, but I, and that's okay. I mean, it's just... I think it's insightful to have you sharing your experiences about this. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, when Madness Beckons came, uh, I didn't have enough gold to buy it. And like I did the math and I think that one was available for two days. But even across two days, if I did all of my dailies, if I hit gold cap for three wins each day, like I didn't have enough that I could make it uh, in that time. So right. um, <clears throat> I, I did not end up getting Madness Beckons either. So... To recap the, the the titles, it was the Cheesemonger available on day 41, which was like the, the 29th, I think. Uh, for $70, you got 25 Corset card packs, 35 Houses of Morrowind card, or card packs, 30 Heroes of Skyrim card packs, and the Cheesemonger title. Right. Right. And that was 24 hours, $70. Uh, and packs that, you know, it, 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 that another like, you know, structural problem i have with this is that if you are someone who has been playing forever and has been asking for ways to spend your money mm -hmm. you do you do not need 75 fucking packs of cards unless unless you're me and you're trying to uh grind out premiums like i was before yeah. you know then i was like oh sweet i get all this dust too but you know right. getting getting one expensive deal like in a month 
you know, maybe I can mentally swing that. But when, you know, that one came after two $50 card backs and like cards that were, you know, 15 or 20 and like it was just too much in such a short period. Sure. Like, you could have taken all of these deals and um, spaced them a little bit better, I think. Like, they blitzed you at the end of the month. And then, real quick, let's touch on the New Year's Resolution Bundle. Oh, which yeah. Which was three Corset card packs, three Houses of Morrowind card packs, three Heroes of Skyrim card packs, one Corset Legendary card, and one Premium Houses of Morrowind Legendary card, and 1,200 Soul Gems and the title The Morning Star for 2,000 gold or 19.99, 20 bucks. This is another one that I think is, is totally appropriately priced. It, it just should have been available all the time. Yeah, and I, and I full disclosure, I bought this one too, but I used gold. Yeah, the only one I used cash on was the Golden Saint one, which didn't let you use gold. So, now let's talk about the the cards because this is the one that I had the biggest complaint with, and I I, I right. was trying to articulate this the best way that I could. Um, we we had uh, Cheese Mancer and Madness Beckons. Right. So for two thousand gold, or ten bucks, same cost for both you got a premium card. Right. And, and in the case of Cheesemancer, you also got uh, eight card packs. Yeah, I think you got packs with Madness Beckons too. But Yeah, you got four packs with Madness Beckons. Right, and that one... Oh, also... no, wait, no, no, you also got eight. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm getting this wrong. I think it was like four of each or something like that. So it was like... Right. But... So again, these were time limited. I believe with these ones, you had uh, 48 yep. hours. So these were a two yep. day window. Yeah. But again, just if you're trying to get it with gold, two days is not enough. Right. So 600, two, 600 two, gold plus two quests is like 700 gold. Right. So, uh, you know, the two day window, while seeming generous, is still like not enough for you to grind it if you're trying to do it with gold. And this yeah. is my chief complaint here. Um, first, let me start by saying I thought these were great ways to kind of like give you sneak peeks or previews to upcoming content. I was perfectly yeah. fine with that. As 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 far as previews go, I think is it's genius to introduce cards like this into the pool. Yeah, I thought that this was uh, at least neat for them to try something different, right? Anytime yeah. somebody tries something out of the box, I'll at least give them credit where credit's due, and I, I yeah. like that. And introducing two cards, which are very explicitly just like meme cards. Well, is, is maybe Ma Madness Beckons is uh, oh, seeing some man. play I've, in Unite uh, decks. I I've played it in Unite, man. It's not nearly as good as I'd hoped for. <laughs> well, but either uh, way, like, they, they, like for the most part. Yeah, for the just, most part. Just, but just meme cards. right, just meme cards. But and here's here's my chief complaint. Um, these, if if you're really trying to use these as a preview and you're really trying to use these to drive hype for the new content, I don't understand the time limit. I don't understand why this isn't something that's just available all the time to encourage new players to be excited. And even further, these two cards now set a new precedent for Legends that did not exist before. And this is what I was trying to articulate as best as I could when I gave the feedback that I did. Um, up until now, so as of recording this, uh, if you were a new player who joined the game and you just started uh, playing, you had the ability to acquire any of the cards in the game. Yeah. Now, it, it might not mean uh, that you could get them quickly, and it might mean you might have uh, either pay money or grind a lot of time or grind a lot of gems. Uh, you know, some of the monthly reward cards are only available through crafting, and that can be burdensome, but at least they were available. As of filming this, as we record this right now, 
Um, if I'm a new player starting the game and I want to play with Cheesemancer or Madness Beckons, and it doesn't matter, in my opinion, if they're competitively viable or not, because they're fun cards. They're the kinds right. of things that people might enjoy. The um, kinds of things, like, there's a huge overlap between people who would want these cards and people who, for instance, are interested in my content. Yeah, and that was actually the example I used in the feedback that I gave them. I said, listen, yeah. you know, if I'm a new player to the game, I've been playing for a week or two, and then I come across this guy named Justin Larson who has a cool video, you know, on his YouTube channel, and he's playing Madness Beckons to, like, win with Unite. And then I'm the new player and I say, hey, that looks fun. I want to go do that. I'm going to be really disappointed when that's a card I just plain don't have access to. Now, I do right. expect that both of these will come back in some capacity. I do expect them to eventually be available. But I yes. do not like ever having a precedent set where not all of the cards are accessible. And yeah. if that that was my huge my like that was that's been a huge problem for me for a while. now. Yeah. And and it was like it it I'll, like rarely do like I go on a lot of like silly crusades about things that like <laughs> I'm passionate about justice wise, <laughs> but you guys, I can't, I struggle to help myself there, but it's one of, it sparked in me one of the rare instances where I get outraged about something legends related and start like talking about it and was just, you know, spammed to people with like, Hey man, let's ban. We, these cards need to be banned from, from co all competitions because you're like, if I start playing legends today, I'll never have Cheesemancer. Yeah. I was on fucking vacation when I made all those posts. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how, like, how incensed I was by this. And again, like, I understand these aren't necessarily, like, the strongest cards. Um, they're probably not the sort of thing that people even really want to bring to a tournament lineup. But that being said, I actually did, I belong to a number of discords, and I actually had somebody ask for a ruling on uh, whether they were going to be uh, available or not because somebody was planning on bringing a, a deck that was running madness beckons so uh but again like whether or not they're competitively viable in my opinion it kind of doesn't matter it's that um it's disenfranchising to potential players if yeah you know other people get to play with the the cool new fresh stuff and they have no way to access it yeah that's a bummer yes yeah, it, it is it like you know how magic has like um Every year they send out to like 500 people who are on their nice list uh, a Christmas-related magic card. Yeah. Right. It would be like those are allowed in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> and you can never sell your copy. <laughs> right. It would be... Uh... Yeah. You know, it would, it would be something like that, right? Um I feel like there was a couple of card games that did something silly like that. I'm trying to rack my brain back to like 90s physical trading card games where there were some like ridiculously low print runs for things. Like Magic actually had that for a while. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. So Magic did this uh, set that was very Asian themed. Uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of it now. Um, but it, had, it was the set that had like horsemanship in it. And it was yeah, not released... Portal Three Kingdoms. Yeah, right. Portal Three. That's, that's exactly what it is. Like Portal was pretty widely available because that was created to try to bring in new players. It was like a beginner's version of Magic, and then they did a follow-up to it, and it was Portal Three Kingdoms. I just couldn't think of the name, but it was like very Asian themed and, and horsemanship. And in that set, and it was something that was just not widely available. They ended up printing like one or two cards that were crazy powerful for uh, Type One play, uh, vintage play. 
and they skyrocketed in price. Um, yeah. Imperial Recruiter. Uh, yeah, that one was one, and then there was the uh, Black Tutor that people were yeah. using. Um, so yeah. Hey man, I, I play a lot of uh, Legacy and Vintage Cubes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, that's very similar. I mean, at least in those instances, there was the secondary market, but that is still a very similar thing where they're like, hey, like these are available and they're you know competitively, uh, like you can bring them to tournaments and whatever, but not everybody like realistically or feasibly had access to them, right? Like that's that's a pretty close comparison. Yeah. Except this is worse. Yeah, because there is a hundred percent no <laughs> secondary market or or way to get them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Outside of like you know hacking. Uh, breaking federal law and getting yourself sued by Bethesda. There is no way to acquire these. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's our fa uh, Festival of Madness recap. I, I do want to say, though, right, like, the Cheesemancer and uh, Madness Beckons were so close to being, I think, honestly, like, perfect promotions. No, I really liked the so idea of yeah. like using them as teaser cards i just yeah. uh, i i kept saying over and over and over again uh in the some of the direct feedback i was giving uh i don't yeah. have a problem with the moves i just have a problem with the time window like that was always what it was it was like i don't i don't care if something's expensive like i don't care if you want to do teasers this way like all of this stuff is actually pretty great i'm fine with it but yeah. like 24 hour windows or 48 hour windows is silly I think, I mean, I, and granted, like, I don't know shit about business, right? So I'm not going to pretend that I'm, my ideas are going to make Bethesda any money. But I would have just, hey, you, you log in on December 16th or any day after that until the end of time. Here's a copy of Cheesemancer. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it got me, like, more hyped up for Isle of Madness. Same with Madness Beckons. Like, I want to play with some of those cards. I yeah. want to bring Doomcrag Sorcerer back. <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean it will it will be on your channel. I say this is a guy who's gonna fucking play it, but like <laughs> Yeah. And and you know what it's like Yeah, uh, it's like this man, like I I I will admit, like when Cheese Panther came out. I didn't voice any concerns about the time limited availability, like the time availability limitations on it, because it had been so goddamn long since I'd seen a new card. Yeah, you were <laughs> just like, excited to go play with it. You weren't thinking about ramifications. I jammed it into a fucking deck that I was already running full of memes and played it on the ladder like that night, right? It, yeah. it was terrible. It had no like none of the abilities that card could have had anything to do with what that deck was doing. No, I mean, look. I I did the same thing. I was like, let's go throw this in Centurion and see what happens, you know? Yeah. But then, like... I mean, it's it's pretty good in Centurion. Actually, yeah. all, the, all of the abilities it, ha it can have are pretty good. Yeah, and so then, you know, the, the day after, when the dust settles and I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I don't... I don't actually like how this feels. <laughs> right. Okay, so all that said... I have seen a lot, frankly, a lot of the alternate, the, the new premium card backs on the ladder since they got released. Yeah. Seen a lot of them. More, certainly more than I've seen of the E3 ones. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that, I mean that's the reality, right? Uh, yeah. the, the, a, lot, the, a lot of people bought this. Shit. A lot of people bought them, so uh, you can expect more of it. Like that's going to be my moral here. Um, yeah. You know, I, I am, you know, uh, s struggling with the new reality. This is the way that I'm going to put it, right? But uh, yeah. it, it, I also recognize that in the end, uh, I'm one guy that's part of a minority, and so I. Uh, have to accept it. It's just, it is what it is. This will continue to happen. I'm not saying like Festival of Madness will continue, but um, this is our new reality. And it's just what we have to uh, to work with now. Um, and, you know, my my only plea at this point is like, if I, if I have to pick one hill to die on, it's make sure that everybody has access to the cards. You want to do the yep. other stuff? Like, that's fine. I'm already disenfranchised from the collecting at this point. You know, um, and, and I, I want to say this real quick. A lot of the feedback I got, you know, after I shared my views as a collector is that uh, I don't understand why you're angry at this. You don't have to buy it. And let me tell you what uh, my problem with that line of thinking is. You're right. I don't have to buy it. But if if the goal of the person that is trying to get my money is for them to train me to not buy things, that feels like the opposite of what you want to be accomplishing with your marketing. You should want me to buy things, not train me to learn to not buy your things. And I'm telling you, I was more likely to buy your things when you did this the other way. And now I like you're saying, well, you don't have to buy it. Well, great, mission fucking accomplished. Now guess who's not buying anything? Cause I've now learned, I've been trained, I don't have to buy it. Right? So like, yeah, I got that feedback a lot, guys. Don't think I didn't see those messages, but that's also not the message you want to send. So uh, let me, let's, let's, let's be clear about that. Can I, can I ask you some, some questions? You just did. How about some follow-ups? Also allowed. Thank you. Um, in February, let's say, <clears throat> They add the two premium card backs and the Madness Beckons to the store for the same price they already sold them for, but now they're like, hey, they're here permanently now. You purchase them? I don't know. Like, legitimately, like, I've already asked myself that, right? Like, if it, if it comes back, uh, I don't know. It'll okay. probably depend a lot on, like, my finances and my mood and my state of mind at the time. Um but uh, yeah. I don't. Right now, uh, the wound is still healing or uh, adjusting, if you will. So I don't know. Okay, and one one more follow up. Uh, are you going? To, are you going to use cash for um, whatever the fuck the expansion is? Isle of Isle Madness. Of Madness? Uh, yeah. I I also do not know yet. Okay. I have already started doing my dailies for gold and saving it up on the off chance that I elect not to, because I mm -hmm. haven't made the decision yet. So right now I'm leaving my pathways open. Okay, that's totally fair, man. But I, I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, that that was something that had crossed my mind in my, my rage-induced holidays, was, like, if you're trying to train me to not buy things, well, like, that just feels like the opposite of of what you want to do there. But, um, I mean, I still love Legends. Like, I'm still playing it. I'm signing in. Uh, I'm playing games. I'm... I'm, I uh, even tried out the new monthly card. We haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. We got a monthly yeah. card, right? Archer. Archer got a, an okay card. Yeah, I, I, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. 
It's not not uh, meta defining. It's not Sower of no. Revenge, uh, but it's not think, it's not bad. I think you definitely play it in some Archer decks. Yeah, uh, I was trying really hard to make it work in this like really bad um, Pilfer Halalu because yeah. because it technically it like also has Pilfer and I wanted to run it with Master <laughs> of Thieves, you know. Yeah. I do. Um, I know. But I've tried it too. <laughs> uh, I, I only got it to like be successful in a very like aggressive prophecy heavy archer, and then uh, that ended yeah. up taking me. Um, like I played a couple games in casual to get a feel for a list I wanted, and then when I played it, I went yeah. like seven and zero right out of the gate to go straight through rank five to rank four with it. So yeah, um, that's pretty, that's been pretty, pretty good. Pretty good at beating down. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's not, like I said, it's not a meta-defining card. It's not amazing. And uh, the number of decks that want to run it, like, it's in a weird spot, right? Because you, it, like, it's a good rage target, but there's just better rage targets. And it's a good aggressive card, but in most decks, there's just better aggressive cards. Um, yeah. But that's why I said, like, it, for me, it found a home in a very uh, aggressive but prophecy-heavy version of Archer. Because in Archer right now, in my opinion, there's not like a bevy of ultra amazing four drops. And so you can fit a couple of them in there and not feel terrible about it. Um, the break, oh, yeah. breakthrough yeah. actually mattered for me a couple of times because there it turns out yeah. there are still people playing Tree Minder uh, on the ladder. Um, yeah. Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. Um, Telvani. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a thing. So. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you about the four drops and archer thing. Uh, it's one of those things like when so I, I put it in the deck and I recorded with it and uh, it was it was it was a an aggressive like deck that curved out at rage right like with uh, the other rage targets were like you know um, it had the the bog bog lurcher thing and it also had belligerent giant okay and and it, it wasn't bad in there and. Uh, when I was looking at four drops put in the deck, when I, re I remember thinking about this as I'm building it, I was like, all right, like, do I want to play Moonlight Werebat or do I want to play Dushnikal Archer? <laughs> and that was, that was about it. And those aren't like great options. <laughs> right. And certainly not like in an aggressive style deck. So like when I was doing exactly. that Prophecy exactly. Archer deck, it was literally like, you know, Lumbering Ogrim, um, which you can yeah. make a case for. Uh, Absolutely. Or what was the other false incarnate? He draws a lot of comparisons to that because of the similar stat line. Yeah. Um, and I, you could make an argument for the lumbering ogrim. I think it's very, very good, but because mine was like a prophecy style, just like turbo race, I was trying to value the breakthrough a little bit more. And like I said, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. The breakthrough is the only reason I think the card is uh, acceptable. It pushes it past false incarnate. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. That's fair. I was I was excited to see see an archer card. I mean, I, I think now that means we are we do have a full set of class monthly reward cards, right? Well, I mean, we got a mage one recently. That one was, uh, you know, I think it, part of I think part of the every... list. So we've had mage, we've had sorcerer, we've had warrior, we had yeah. monk with our uh, protector, mm -hmm. uh, black hand messenger for black assassin. hand messenger. Um, Blackwood Distiller for Scout. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think we've got them all. That Ulfric dude for Crusader. Yep. Uh, Ulfric's uh, House Carl was pretty good for a while when it was a 3-4. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could argue that Battle Mage never got one, but the Dragon is okay. 
I, but you know what I'll say about that dragon, dude? That dragon actually has, of all the monthly reward cards, has inspired me to build more stupid decks than I think almost any other monthly reward card, except maybe Blackwood Distiller. I'll say this about that dragon. More than the other class-based monthly reward cards, uh, I've right. won more times getting that dragon off Balmora Spymaster than getting the others <laughs> off of Balmora Spymaster. I agree. Every time I kill, every time I get it off Spymaster, which happens like a strangely like consistent number of times, uh, I'm like, I wonder how many people have ever died to this card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they've all, I think they've all gotten one there. Yeah, because Spell Sword was uh, Emperor's Blade. So now the real question is, do we get a new cycle that starts up? Because we've also in that time period, we've got a couple of neutrals, and then we've got you know stuff for the the single attributes. Are we going to start seeing tricolor cards? Do you think as part of the monthlies? I, I personally don't think so, but uh, it is a, a question worth asking. Um, or are we going to see more stuff that uh, is beneficial for single colors? I know some people had mentioned the idea of um, you know we got mechanical ally to finish the uh, like ally spectrum. But then we yeah. also got Steam Constructor, which is the only card of its kind right now in neutral. Somebody had suggested, like, maybe we get the equivalent of a Steam Constructor, but for the cycle of the attributes, right? So, like, the red yeah. card that when you play it, if you have a red card in your hand, blah, blah, blah. Um, that could be interesting. I, I mean, I hope we don't get new three-color cards. I'll be honest with you. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, look. Look, I've... It's just how it is man yeah more more dwemer more factotum factotum is another one that gets brought up a lot i've heard people say maybe we get a four drop factotum of some kind yeah factotum would be pretty interesting do you remember the monthly reward cards from closed beta uh i, I do um was this is legends trivia time because uh, cause they're like in the core set now though, right? But they were monthly yeah. records that, uh, then. So like yeah. Smuggler's Hall, I think was one of them. Or was that nope. the first Smuggler's one of Hall our open? The, the first open beta one. Okay, was Withered Hand Cultist one of them? Yes. Um. So that one was one. There are five. There are five. Man, that was a long time ago. It was. It was almost three years ago. <laughs> I think with here's the thing. I think Withered Hand Cultus is the only one that immediately comes to mind because I don't think the other ones were played much. The other four are Mage's Guild Retreat, Staff of Sparks, Plunder, and Doggy Rot Mystic. Yeah, I remember Plunder. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the other ones were not played very much. And uh, the Staff of Sparks, if you guys are wondering, um, that I right. forgot about that one as well because that did originally. Uh, exist as an epic and that's why when we had the bug with the new client it was back to showing right. as an epic and it also changed colors it changed colors because it <laughs> used to be neutral and wabajack was a blue card but yeah. then they changed wabajack to be uh right. I, as you know it now and staff of sparks became blue and that's staff of sparks as a neutral used to be really I fun played, i played the shit out of it in scout man i used to slap that on uh on venom tongue Arche and Venom Tongue. I took Staff of Sparks, Arche and Venom Tongue Scout to rank one legend like a couple months in a row in closed beta. <laughs> I, yeah, Ian, I, I have that. Oh yeah, we got it the same day. <laughs> I I have uh, I have I have to call out Mac in chat here. 
Um, how about dual colored uh, cards, but the second color is neutral? Uh, now, on, the, on, on your on your first thought, you're saying to yourself, like it that that's just a strength card or whatever. But I like where his head's at because it could potentially count for neutral synergy, opening up you to maybe play things yeah, like uh, that the, is true. the Dwemer. I actually I actually like where your head's at. That would be like the equivalent of um like the colored artifacts that exist in magic now for a long yeah, time uh artifacts in magic had no color they were colorless and then they yeah. uh introduced in you know certain sets uh the idea of colored artifacts that would be similar right like a colored dwemer would also be potentially pretty cool or factotums i have thought that like one of the ways you could introduce new factotums without kind of breaking them because i honestly i don't know how many more you can add uh, is to introduce two color factotums. Yeah, right? I mean, like, I, I, in my opinion, I think that's the if you were going to introduce new ones, it would have to be like that so that you give an identity yeah. to whatever you were running. Right, and you you limit the like the mass total of factotums you can run. Right. Although it's amazing that we're talking about fictional fact like multicolor factotum monthly reward cards and it's something that tricolor decks kind of fuck up for us <laughs> I, actually i want to call out like factotums and dwemer um as, as being really interesting because on the one hand uh some neutral cards have been kind of like the bane of the ladder for some time and they have kind of made certain uh deck archetypes feel homogenized yeah but at least to their credit, uh, in almost every case, uh, Dwemer and Factotum, because of their smaller package, yeah. is almost always better in a two-color deck. So yeah, they're, they're one of the few archetypes that actually reward you for playing two-colored decks, right? Like if you're running a Dwemer deck, you're probably playing like Spell Sword or something, um, but you're doing so in a smaller deck because you want to draw your Halls of the Dwemer. Um, in fact, totem is the same thing. You're probably playing like fact totem archer so that you can like cycle through your deck faster, get the assembles. So, um, yeah, it is interesting yeah. that though they are neutral cards that in theory could also be problematic, but they promote two color decks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, let's let's open it up to the audience. This is the fun and interactive podcast. Let's do the interactive part. You guys can ask us questions about absolutely anything. And we will do our best to give you an answer. Yeah, we're a little late on opening it up, but we had a lot of a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of tangents that we were on, so Yeah. I by the way, I've managed to make it an hour and a half without launching another program while doing this. Not only that, but uh you've made it an hour and a half without uh saying good times as well. That's true. Do you have you seen my new emote? I have. Aeolus <laughs> <laughs> was kind enough to give me that for Christmas. I have indeed. There you go, Pete Crichton. <laughs> All right, so Ozymandias, what about today's Abomination Scout Factotum? Scout Abomination Factotum. I don't... What am I missing here? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on this question? <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't seen that deck, so I don't have any uh, thoughts. Yeah. Me either. Uh, Shunara, Charmer... I was wondering, do you know when Isle will be out? Uh, yes. Next question. <laughs> yeah, good answer. 
Revan Jam, what quality of life thing do you think is most needed in the game? Uh, I'm, in my personal opinion, I want gauntlets back. I think it's a quality of life thing. Yeah, I mean, I would have just said, um, like, tournament support. If, if, if it's not in, like, if it's not gauntlets or whatever, just, like, something that brings events like that back, just in general. You know what I yeah. mean? Events. Well, I wouldn't even call it tournaments before. Let's just say events. We need events. We need we need something else. Yeah. Ian Bit says, "Do you guys know of any tournaments happening soon with potentially potentially with cool doggos as a mascot?" I've heard of that. Yeah. Drew Hoove asks, "What deck do you hope most most hope gets some love in Isle of Madness, and why is it Orc Tribal?" Were there orcs involved in uh, that expansion to Oblivion? Because this is based on Shivering Isles, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I've played through Shivering Isles, but I don't remember any orcs. But here's the thing, though. Once you throw in Shiagrath, yeah. like, he can turn anybody into an orc. So you don't that's even... True. He, here's the beauty of uh, like an Isle of Madness style set or anything with Shiagrath. Like, you don't need a basis and lore to do whatever you want. That's true. I mean, the best orc ever printed came in Clockwork City. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, I just want to double check. Uh, Ian Bits, I believe your tournament's tomorrow, right? Like, in place of when uh, Warp Meta would traditionally be ran. So if you guys don't know and you want to participate or view that, Ian does have a, a tournament running tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, Silverfuse says, Charmer, regarding your past, you talked about some tonight. What helped you pull yourself out of that hole and put on the facade of success that you have today? Don't worry, I didn't compliment you. Um, that's a good question. I, I, probably the mindset that I'm not actually pulled out of the hole. Uh, it's more like a, uh, and I think this is why I, I defer to like such self-deprecating humor all the time is like, as long as I force myself to be, uh, like even humility is not the right word, right? Like as long as I just force myself to view, like I need constant improvement, then I give myself something to work on. And then, um, lots, lots of insomnia. Fair enough. <laughs> Somebody said shameless uh, pug, which would be my, my dog, Oi. Um, by the way, I just learned how to time someone out. <laughs> <laughs> Ban Banchinara. <laughs> Oh. Right. Uh, uh, somebody... Uh, so here's the funny thing. I know exactly the context of this question, right? Uh, Mayroon's Dragon just typed out, is it 2019 at least? And my answer to that is going to be, yes, today is January 6th, 2019. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> um, how much gold does Charmer currently have in his Legends account? Uh, like eight. 100 900 no i i uh i cracked a thousand today when i did the one daily i'm at like a a thousand something cool. i had a bunch stored up but then during the festival of madness because i have a premium habit and i was trying to get every card in premium 
Um, I blew all of my gold reserves on the day where they were like, buy as many premium legends, like it had no cap. And so that's where all my gold went. So. Fair enough. Um, Chef Shea asks, do you know how many cards will be in Madness? Yes. Yes. Next question. <laughs> where is our holiday graybeard mentor? I don't know. Man, that makes uh, me angry, though. I was so looking forward to that. Pirate Timmy asks, do I still have a 100% collection or did I dust that card again? So it's been like an ongoing joke. I, I have a 99% corset collection because I always dust. Um, not cream. Not cream. I opened it uh, on camera the other day and I have not dusted it yet. <clears throat> I have uh... 60. I, I hit 60,000 dust and like, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, like I was, I, when I hit it again, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, I should just dust it right away. But then I was like, Man, this joke's not even funny anymore. And most of the people who remember why, like, I, I dust it all the time, Dude, aren't even you playing have 60, this game. You have 60,000 dust. Do you know that you can craft right now uh, five play sets of legendaries and premium? I could, or I could craft the entire next pack base expansion. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? Uh, awful, lot, real, huh? awful lot of this message deleted in chat. Way to go, Shannara. I didn't delete the messages, but maybe that was a side effect of timing them out. Yeah, when you uh, when you do the timeout thing, it like gets rid of all the stuff they had done recently. Oh my bad. By the way, I instantly untimed you out, Shannara, so you can you can keep talking. <laughs> uh, are you saving three K gold for Isle? Oh no, hold on. This is a trick question. Don't answer this question. No, I mean, no, I think it's fair to address here, right? So it says for Hiriel how much gold is on Charmer's account. So if you're saving 3k for Isle, then you know the Isle date isn't close. I mean, that's not true because you can get uh, like a minimum average of 350 per day, right? So let's just say if I want to get 3,000 gold and I already have 1,000, um, that's very obtainable in a short amount of time. And we've received uh, no official teaser cards yet. Uh, and they usually do those for at least a week before something goes. So they're uh, just because I have the ability to save before that does not mean uh, that it is going to be a long time away. It simply means that uh, we have not started the uh, spoiler season quite yet. Ian Bits asks, what is the funniest question you can think of with the answer looks like July? Hmm. When is the new client coming out? <laughs> um, I would say uh, the, the funniest question you could uh, think of would be like, um, this corpse has been totally mangled. Is there any idea that you have whatsoever of who this could be? And I would say this looks like Julie. Julie must not have been particularly attractive while she was alive. No, she just had an identifying birthmark. Oh. Any, any more questions, guys? <laughs> oh. Hold on, can I ban you, Charmer? Uh, no. That's... I know that I gave you permission to ban me from my own Discord. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Justin is becoming a completionist slowly but surely. Eh, I didn't. I don't feel any kind of way about not buying the card backs myself. 
No, it's actually funny. You're a completionist in your own way. You 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 have the similar wiring. It just manifests differently. Like the fact that you went yeah. over a year always deleting Nocreen tells me that in some way some <laughs> some things matter to you. The difference no, though, right. the difference yeah. though is that for you it's more about the um, how do I want to word it right? It's it's like a it's like a flourish if you will. Like it's a it's a yeah. bit of like showmanship. Where for me, yeah. I'm trying to fill the soulless void that is my inside. So if I complete everything, then maybe I'll be a real right. boy, but not be Pinocchio. Right. So it just, well, it's just different, but it's the same mentality. We, we get along, I think, in large part, our friendships like rooted in like our similar history of addiction. Yeah. Uh, it's just that the underlying mental health problem that we each have is a little different. Right. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm far more I think like cold and sociopathic and you're far more like narcissistic. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm totally upfront about it. Like I, I readily admit that I'm got a lot of narcissistic my wife, my wife sends me this article the other day. This is how this is how you know my wife is made for me, right? She sent me an article that just said uh um, you might have, I can't remember if it was sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies, but it was like, you might have these if you, um, really enjoy drinking black coffee and it was from some study or whatever. And I was like, and oh, really? when she sent it to me, I was literally reading the article while drinking black coffee. Um, yeah. That cause I, cause I, I always, she'll always send me stuff like that. She sent me one a while ago because I have a really like poor sense of smell. Um, yeah. it's really diminished for a number of reasons, but she sent me an article that was like, uh, sociopaths, um, have a higher rate of a diminished sense of smell. It's always these like correlation, not causation things, but they're just interesting reads. And every time she finds one, she sends it to me. So, um, Bethesda hires you to make an additional card color and act or attribute and or attribute. What is it? Mm, I don't think we need one. Uh, I mean, it's luck because I want to have it based in the lore. And then uh, I would actually, and here's the interesting twist. A lot of people are going to probably say something like, well, I hate that idea because I don't want even more RNG. But I actually think that luck is the, the sort of thing you can manifest in many different ways. And I think that luck would be an attribute where uh, it allows you to control RNG outcomes because you, you're lucky. So you always get what you want out of it, right? So like luck might be a thing where uh, it would be like a synergy uh, attribute, right? And it would be something like if you pair it with blue and it says like get a random keyword, maybe the stuff in luck is like you get to pick whenever a random keyword would be assigned what it is or whatever. Um, there's This is my very quick like off the cuff, mind you. There's a lot of design elements you'd have to consider because you don't want uh, too much screen real estate coming up for different things and you, things still need to be mobile friendly and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot to go in there, but I do think that you could introduce luck, have it still be lore friendly, and then also still not have it just be RNG, but instead be something that's just based on like preferential outcomes. Absolutely. I mean, the other option is personality as far as like legends, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls lore consistent stuff goes. And while, like, you could probably make some pretty interesting cards that do things that none of the, like, the current color pie, if you will, like, doesn't address, um, I feel like increasing the depth of each co currently existing color would be a more interesting exercise, in my opinion. Because there's so much untapped potential in terms of, like, card mechanics. Oh, and, well. Uh, and there's, there, there are some colors that are much flatter than others. 
there's that and also like when you create a color pie um you create that with the intent of it being that way for like the game's length right like you don't purposely leave stuff out to add in later with another color that's just not how it works right like each thing has its identity and then you build from within so i'm I'm not like pro add a uh, another color add a sixth color but if i was like told to if somebody came in and said hey we're doing this then i think that's the route i would go yeah uh, Angelus uh, Solus wants to know what's your favorite Isle of Madness card revealed so far? That's a good question. Um, I'm really fascinated by... I would like to see what the card looks like that says only one creature in this lane may attack each turn. It's funny. One cheese, cheese Mancer. Yeah, abilities. I was going to say it's funny because that's my answer as well. We yeah. don't know how it uh, fully manifests itself yet because like right. publicly we don't know anything beyond that it was text on cheesemancer but anything that um anything that like fundamentally alters some of the base rules of the game i always find intriguing even if they don't end up being good like one of my favorite pet cards like ever is still hidden trail because it fundamentally changes the way the game like works it's true it's a very unique card so that that's the one that is uh the most interesting to me right (laughs) now. you remember when when you and i were talking about hidden trail and uh Nixhound, is that the card? Uh, yeah, I think so. The one that, like, when it comes into play, it shackles yeah. Yeah. all enemy creatures or whatever with less power than it because I yeah. I wanted to basically make that a giant snake for the board, but it yeah. did, didn't stack properly for the triggers. That made me so right. sad. I wonder if that works differently in this client because we we hadn't I haven't tried it. Since yeah, I haven't tried it either. But it, we tried it in the old client, and it was yeah. Um. Okay, uh, Frankie Hot Dog says, what grade would you give Bethesda's marketing department? And then follows it up with, what grade would you give Sparky Pants? I'm going to go ahead and give Sparky Pants an A-. I like the... Uh, I think that the monthly reward cards and Frost Spark have been pretty interesting, um, if not particularly flashy. And I think that uh, they're... Compared the client today to the client when it was released, and it is night and day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give them uh, both Bethesda and uh, Sparky Pants a B. Just just a B. And I'm going to say Bethesda's marketing department gets a B because uh, I think that, uh, again, even if I don't agree with them, I think that them introducing deals is great, and it's something we've all been asking for for a long time. Um, so, like, I'm happy that they're doing that. But I also know that, uh, you know, we've had some lulls uh, in the game as well over time. Um, and some things that I think could have been better capitalized on. So, you know, I don't think that they're necessarily failing because they are, they're, they're making strides and, and doing stuff, but like they also, I wouldn't say have knocked it out of the park. Um, Sparky, uh, they've done a lot, a lot within the short time frame that they've had to work on things and they continue to churn stuff out and they're, uh, pretty responsive, but they also only get a B because they didn't hire me. So that's fair the b is for bitter i thought the b was for beard sure yeah um ian's talking about the battle creature from cheesemancer's ability yeah i think that like that that ability as it stands printed on any reasonably statted card is going to be good definitely um and i'm excited to see it and i'm sure it's going to be incredibly frustrating to play against too because at the right co- at the right cost you put that in, into a prophecy deck 
and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Going back to uh, if you could introduce another attribute, a lot of people in chatter is talking about personality and charisma. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't pick that one because, uh, quite frankly, I don't want anybody seducing my creatures. I already hate like theft decks enough. I don't need huh. your lusty Argonian maids. Yeah. You know, given my board the clap, so no. Can we talk for a second about that? First of all, I want to say that's not the direction I thought you were taking this. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to make a joke about your personality. No, that makes it itself. Yeah, uh, but like that's what like led me to my follow up question, which was, I, I why did you choose Charmer as your name? Um, because when I very first started streaming, uh, the yeah. games that I was playing the most was MOBAs, and I was yeah. playing a lot of League of Legends, and uh, I. Uh, was maining Ari, who is a character that you play uh, in the middle lane, and one of her yeah. key talents is charm. So, like, her big combo okay. is she lands a charm and then, like, nukes you. And so okay. uh, I that was my tag, like, when I was playing heavily in League of Legends, and it yeah. just kind of carried over. Fair enough. Silverfuse says Ari is her cat's name, see? Awesome. Yeah, no, it was not at all because, like, I thought I was charming or anything. Uh, it was just legitimately, I played a character, and uh, their key ability was called charm. And, yeah. Boy, did that backfire, huh? I mean, it works out. You're certainly, I will say this about you, and this is one of, like, I think, the, the, the qualities about your content that, like, I admire the most is... Uh, you're very, you're very consistently uh, engaging and reliable in, in a very positive kind of way. Even when you're like not having a great time, um, there's something very like you're like, I mean, and I mean this too, as like the way you, you are in our friendship, like you're just sort of like a rock for like, like a, like a, like a, like a you know, something that I can consistently draw some energy from. And I like that. Well, I hope it's the people's energy since you called me the rock. Yeah. I can smell what Charmer is cooking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I try to be, I try to be, uh, you know, I try to be consistent because I think that, I think that when you go to extremes in either direction, um, it can just be exhausting. Uh, and I just mean like personally exhausting, right? Like I, I'm not going to say that I never get angry, but I always like to say like, I don't like to get angry or upset because it's just exhausting. Like I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the time to deal with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angela Sol says we're at the nine month anniversary of Heroes of uh, Houses of Morrowind and we still don't have a release date for the next set. That is true. Uh, although we did get Frostbark. Which, while again not flashy, I think is a really quality set of cards. Um, you know, when you compare it to the other small sets, uh, the Forgotten Hero Collection and um, the Madhouse Collection, it lacks punch. I have to say, uh, you know, there are cards that you could like build a deck to support, like. Deathhound and Apex Wolf and Destruction Tutor, but they're not, they're no, you know, Siege yeah. of Stress Mackay or Uprising or Conscription or Altar or, you know, anything like that. Gardener of Swords. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big difference, right? The first two mini sets that we got were things that were 
uh, creating deck art types and Frostbark was supporting deck art types, right? So yeah. as long as you just view it through that lens, then I don't think it's, you know, as bad as some people make it out to be, but... No, I think it's a really great it, it, set of cards. It, it's also worth noting that when Forgotten Hero Collection came out, and it was before Houses of Morrowind, um, a lot of those weren't, like, super fantastic either. No. no, that's true. That's true. Like, Conscription only saw play because it was a Journey of Sovngarde pre-nerf, and then once that got nerfed, <laughs> then it fell off until after Houses of Morrowind, so... That's true. Um, um, Shinara says, I don't see any energy in Charmory. It looks pretty dead to me. Yeah, that's fair. I got that feedback a lot when I was casting the WePlay tournament. A lot of people said, like, does that guy, like, have any emotion ever? It's funny because when we, when you and I hang out, I think our, like, emotional energy level, equal. Oh, yeah. I've always said that it's funny because you and yeah. I are are almost like polar opposites in our, our what, what, I mean, we're very much who we are even when we're like on camera, but we're very much, yeah. um, we go in opposite directions, right? Like right, I, right. I flatten when I, when I start doing this stuff because I'm, I'm trying to be, uh, like articulate and make sure that my audience understands my thoughts and whatever. Um, yeah. and you in person are actually pretty toned down. And then, uh, once yeah. you, once you like go on, you're having fun. Right. So that right. comes out. But like when I'm off, like I'm I'm a kind of a handful to deal with. And it was kind of the same way at we play. Like I looked dead on the camera, but uh, everybody like uh, there in Ukraine or whatever off camera kept telling me how much fun I was and that they didn't understand why people because they were reading Twitch chat, too. And they kept saying, like, they didn't understand why I looked dead. And I was like, well, that's just that's the feedback I get when I make content. But yeah. I, I think it's just more of like a person-to-person -person interaction thing. I think that's where I shine. Uh, Brett Steinbook says, I like Charmer. I like hearing you talk out how you think through every move and how it affects what you can do next turn, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, Chef Shea says, Justin, how broken is Morag Tongue Aspirant combined with multiple Brotherhood Sanctuaries and the Night Mother? Uh, I would say not broken. Good. Definitely good. I mean, Brotherhood Sanctuary is one of those cards that, like, is not... I mean, it's definitely a build-around kind of card. But the payoff is either, like, like I'd say, like, 20% of the time, just fucking crazy, right? Like, just more value than your opponent can possibly deal with. And 80% of the time, it's the last card in the deck you want to draw, and you have, like, two of them in your hand, and then you hit a third one when your opponent's beating your face in. <laughs> There was a couple couple of quick questions that got glossed over related to other games. Silverfuse asked me where I peaked at in League. Um, single Q, I think I peaked at Gold once, but it was really, really difficult um, for me because I was maining uh, like mid, but then my other like my backup was always support, and whenever I got stuck playing as a support role, if it was with somebody I didn't know, um, it's always hard like solo queuing as a support. And then somebody else asked, how's Artifact going? Um, I'm still really enjoying it personally. I um, I enjoy the style of gameplay and how it rewards uh, adaptivity. And uh, there's a lot of uh, people that are still going to be providing an awful lot of tournaments. So even if you don't like Artifact, if you enjoy me casting, um, like I can't give specifics, but I will be uh, in situations where you'll be able to view me doing that in the future. Sweet. 
Uh, Eotin says, you guys were both pretty positive after your summer visit to Bethesda. Can you give us an idea of what percentage of the stuff you learned back then have since come to pass? And was it mm. most uh, mostly new client stuff? I feel like I'll fuck this up. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. It's hard to give a percentage. <laughs> a lot of it was related to the new client. Uh, a lot of it was also kind of just related as a like general future vision for the game. Um, a lot of it has come to pass. Uh, like So stuff that is public now that we can talk about, right? Like I'm the new client um the master series right mm -hmm. like we learned about that back then and uh you know potential uh you know i think back then they didn't have the name for it yet they called it like future tournament support with uh like prize pools and whatever but like that was you know we know now what that was referring to so uh there were you know uh, there's a lot of things that have come to pass and then there are i'm comfortable with saying some stuff that hasn't happened yet but i know is still on the roadmap so uh, yeah. we'll get there yeah. Thank you for taking that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Ian Bits wants to know why they held a tournament with American casters in a country that was under martial law. Well, uh, it wasn't under martial law when they scheduled it. And they had American casters. They actually had casters in other languages uh, as well. But they had American casters because they wanted to hit a specific <clears throat> audience. Um, and Look, here, no, no, he, I'll tell him the truth. You don't have to, you don't have to bullshit. Okay. Vladimir Putin is a huge fan of Hand of the Gods. Okay. So when Artifact got announced with this huge, you know, you know, tournament, like before the game was even in people's hands, just like Hand of the Gods, you know, did, he got jealous. He got upset. So he, you know, pulled some strings on his puppet president and, uh, you know, instigated some international, you know, shenanigans and uh, got the country put under martial law with the intention of having the uh, tournament stopped. But Derek is such, not only is he an excellent caster, he's also such a fucking patriot that he marched into the country anyway and landed in the airport clothed in a cloak of American flags, kicked the shit out of the entire Russian army and then proceeded to host an amazing tournament. Fun fact, um, when I was flying from Germany to Kiev as part of my layover, uh, I was on an airliner called the Lufthansa, and you're allowed to take a bald eagle as your emotional support animal. So that is, of course, what I took while I was draped in American flags. Um, yeah. I also, very loudly, with my 80s-style boombox played I Am a Real American the entire flight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um yeah i mean they just they had american casters they're gonna have it for future events that was the first of three tournaments right that was the mighty triad strength they still have agility uh coming very soon uh wink wink nudge nudge and uh the intelligence or uh, intellect one after that so and uh let's see uh, Silverfuse asked, uh, am I still feeling good about Artifact's longevity? Yeah, I mean, listen, um, Legends is still here, right? It's a, it's a big IP from a big company, and it might have not performed as well as Bethesda had initially hoped, but they have faith in it, and we're still getting content there. Uh, as far as, like, a comparison, uh, Artifact may not have had the big splash that Valve had hoped or wanted, but it's still a big IP for a big company. They've put a lot of time into it. Uh, I don't think that they're going to, like, abandon it. It's Valve's first game in, in years, right? Uh, it's not like this is just a quick thing in their catalog. Uh, 
Um, they're not like publishing games left and right the way Bethesda is. Like this is for all intents and purposes in the immediate future, their baby. So um, I, I think from a, a longevity standpoint, uh, things look good on the Valve end because I, I don't think that they're going to abandon it. Uh, and I think that from a tournament standpoint, again, I can't really talk about specifics, but I can say that even with the low numbers that it has from a viewership standpoint right now, uh, there are still a lot of organizations that are putting together events uh, for the future. And that's that's a great sign. Like if you can have third party interest putting money into it and having big events, then that that helps. So. Um, Dark Ecologist says future tournament support with prize pools <laughs> is a poor marketing name. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why they brought that's why they brought us in was to. Yeah work on that kind of stuff i mean they like they had a graphic and they they had talked to us about numbers and stuff they just didn't have like the name finalized and the branding yeah. all done like we or, or or any caster stress <laughs> yeah no like we, uh, that's also worth noting too like when they told us back then like justin and i you know it's not like we knew we were casting or anything that actually got contracted out and him and i were both shocked that we were chosen yeah. um and then and after and actually only chosen for the first weekend yeah we were only chosen for the first weekend and then after our very first rehearsal um yeah. we were shocked they even let us back the next day yeah. it was so bad it was a fucking train wreck dude so like, like derek had me walk like five miles and i'm wearing like pants that are falling off my ass and like some sweaty no i'm wearing a t-shirt with my face on it and like so I, I it's california in fucking july or whatever so i'm sweating my balls off and i've just walked like across a bridge over the 405 into this industrial park and or something like that uh and i i, get, I open the door and i'm just gross i'm like oh, i'm the justin larson <laughs> yeah. and, and fit as fuck derek here is like yeah, I was, I was trying to get him some workout in, you know. Oh, excuse me. Like, is the beach this way, you know? Like, and, and I'm just, like, dying. And then we proceeded to fucking suck for four hours of rehearsals. <laughs> but you're uh, you're hitting the gym now yourself, so pretty soon. I you're going to be running laps around me. I have lost some weight, yeah. Yeah. I have. I've been working out. Um, Ian Bet says, hey, we, we can make fun of Hand of the Gods, but I'm pretty sure we also just made a bunch of balance changes because of Reddit which i used to make fun of them for monka s the difference one i agree with you but the difference ian is that uh nowhere did sparky pants or bethesda like literally tweet out like vote on a card for us to balance change yeah like they actually did a public vote if that if that doesn't say like we have no idea what we're doing then i don't even yeah that was so bad to be fair, too, like we both played Hand of the Gods, and because mm -hmm. um, you know it seemed exciting, and for the first couple games it is fun, <laughs> kind of, and then you realize that it's not that like you're just new and that's why everything sucks. <laughs> it's it's oh. because the game is just fucking garbage. <laughs> sorry, I accidentally covered your face for a minute. I was trying to open something up because Pete said uh, he was really sorry he missed me at the Frankfurt airport. So yeah. Um, you know, if he, if he has like time during maybe a three hour window on uh, the 12th, early in the morning, like 6am to 9am or something, you know, I, I might, I might be available. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
But I think you're. I think he's sleeping during that time. Uh, Brett Steinbook. Anybody know anything about TES Blades? Um, I've played it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it got pushed back to. Uh, <laughs> I know I can say that. <laughs> to like spring of this year now. I think uh, February or March or something. I, it was supposed to come out fall yeah. of last year. I know it's like supposed to be quarter one of this year now, but yeah. Uh, Ian Bitt says it was exciting from a kid who watched Yu-Gi-Oh standpoint because of, because the cards were 3D. Honestly, the 3D board is what convinced me to actually spend money on that game. I spent about 40 bucks, I think. Yeah, I think I was faster to be disenfranchised than you were because I was also playing Shardbound at the time, which right, I right. still stand by was a far superior game, but because it was done by like a smaller company, it just also folded, but it was really well done. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, uh, Shinar says it's looking like July. No, maybe. <laughs> uh, nine five three nine five says thanks for all the content from you both. You guys have helped me with the game legends big time. Well, thank you very much, man. I'm sure it was more Derek who helped you with actually playing it, but I'm glad that we were able to be a part of your experience. Yeah, no, I I love hearing that stuff. We really appreciate it. A lot. Absolutely. Uh, Justin, I know this is entirely unrelated. This is uh, the ill the ill way. But is there any chance that you try putting together a token pants mage deck? So I've built a lot of pants decks over the last month, and mage like even though it seemed like it would be really good because of uh, you know um, the interaction between you know because you can generate so many pantsless Dunmer and uh, divine fervor it seemed like it would be great but it actually like was really clunky and uh it turns out that that deck just really wants um corsair ship more than it wants divine fervor and when you take out divine fervor from the picture the only card you really want from yellow is um fifth legion trainer and i've had a lot more success with that deck trying to play it as a combo deck than as a uh like a smirk yeah yeah that's fair because usually, like, if I can, like, untap <laughs> with with a Gardener and a uh, and a Corsair ship in play, I can hit somebody for about 30 damage, so. Um, somebody had a really good question, and I want to I wanna hear what you think. Uh, yeah. Uh, Angelus Salas asks, uh, what do you guys think the title of Toasty's next Reddit post will be? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, you thought I was gonna skip that one, didn't you? I wasn't gonna say it. You know, people are passionate about the game, you know, and and I I totally respect that everybody has different points of view about it, and I totally understand too, like, you know, getting emotional about things that you care about. Uh, I think to a certain degree that's very healthy, and suggests that like you are balanced enough that you have interests outside of you know yourself. That you put things outside of yourself. That said, like, constant shit, like, on Reddit complaining about things is not super beneficial to the community at large. And, uh, you know, there's a limit to how useful that sort of thing can be. Also, there is, um, here's, here's my thing, right? Like, you want to post feedback or something? Have at it. Yeah. But, like, once you've said your piece, you don't need to post daily or weekly. 
I will say that his thread that got the response from uh, from Josh, um, Josh, yeah, was like, I mean, whatever about his post. Like, I'm glad he shared his opinion. But Josh's response was super fucking insightful, and one of the greatest things I've read any developer post on the Legends Reddit ever. Yeah, we should we should try to get him on. Like. Prefer- Actually, you know what? Preferably right around when Isle releases, because I wonder uh, if we could just he could probably ask him to just come to my house, right? But <laughs> like, hear me out, right? Uh, he's the one developer, uh, yeah, that would have like worked on both phases of it, yeah. So in terms of like high quality guests, if we wanted to actually do a good show for once, you know, that's we should, a really good idea. That's a really good idea. <sighs> yeah, I'll send him a message. Um, people talking about Forsworn Looter. I like that card too. Ian says that the totally unfair subtext you took from Raptor's post was that they're going to try to combat three color with power creep. I mean, that, that very well might, may be. Um, listen, even if you don't like Josh's response or you disagree with it, um, it was still one of the better, like, answers that we've ever seen right it was one of the more like honest and forthcoming um, yeah as far as seeing like behind the curtain that was like one of the biggest behind the curtain looks we've ever had yeah because i remember uh when it was like posts on direwolf and they would give us their like developer diary like those weren't bad but they also they were very good about not giving you any more than the bare minimum of like info you needed i think we got yeah. more uh, you know, again, whether you uh, agree with it or not, I think we got more out of that one response from Josh than than we've ever gotten before. So, yeah, I agree. Dude, I've had the same fucking song stuck in my head for hours now. It's not one that goes, I'm special or you're special, so special. And I want to have some of your attention. Give it to me. You know that one? I actually, I, I do not, but I feel like I need to learn it now so that we can hit up a, a karaoke bar. Yeah. Dude, I've taken to singing opera while streaming, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. It's been pretty entertaining. For you? I mean, have you seen, <laughs> like, have you seen my content? Like, <laughs> like I, I attended the Andy Kaufman School of Comedy. <laughs> like, the jokes sort of make me laugh. <laughs> Um, I would be able to dig up a link and post it in the chat, guys, but right now, the place where I would go to look to find it the fastest would be Discord, and I'm using Discord to talk to Justin, so uh, that's that's out for me. I'll post the link real quick. Justin will find it and post it, but, uh, you know, I I gotta be honest, this show hasn't been as much of a train wreck as I thought it was gonna be after the long (laughs) hiatus that we took. Dude, I thought this was gonna be the worst fucking night of my life. I'm not. Honest. I'm not saying that this is a uh, you know one of our like top five shows, but I it's think not it's really good. But it's not the worst show we've ever done, and I yeah. was I was a bit worried. I totally agree. Now I believe next week uh, the goal was to try Friday. to do this on Friday. I think it's gonna be. I mean, like, but because it's the second episode. Wait, what? Yeah. So I I just got news today. Um, I will not be available on Friday evening. 
Oh, God damn it, dude. So I don't know uh, if we'll be able to do it on a Thursday or maybe we'll have to like pre-record something or what. I'll, I'll contact you. Um, but I will be uh, uh, in in an airplane at the time we would normally do the show on Friday. I forgot how like time zones work. Uh-huh. That's fair. I, I, I mean, that's why I let you tweet out the, the announcement of the show every week. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how like time zones work and... Uh, so when when somebody else tells me like the twelfth um, turns out that means I might be traveling and the eleventh my time. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. Well, uh, uh, we'll have to figure it out. But I mentioned it because I just wanted to say that this next week, uh, stay tuned <sighs> for like impromptu announcements because we're gonna do something. Um, I don't know what yet, but I'm not don't gonna. Don't fuck this up, Derek. Yeah, I'm not. I, one way or the other, we're gonna do something. <laughs> Listen, it's it's not it's not within my control, man. Yeah. Chad is requesting that I sing Nickelback again. Why Why would they want you to sing it when they could just look at this photograph? <laughs> I mean, every time I do, it makes me laugh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> uh yes yeah, overfuse i will be outside of the united states again america's need america needs his services once more <laughs> i have to i have to don i have to don some paramilitary gloves yeah get my uniform on that oh, they let man. me keep I, I need to do that as a sub goal for the stream where i i put the uniform on again i need to do that soon i think If you make it out here, you, you understand that at some point we're dressing up in costumes together and filming a video. Yeah, maybe I could bring this out, right? The old, like, I could just bring this and we could get you your own, like, you know, you were talking about the whole, like, draped in the American flag thing, but my costume actually did have an American flag on it. I was, yeah. I was repping, man. They are fucking around. Um, yeah, if I make it out there, um, potentially sometime in March that I can't yeah. talk about, but that would be amazing if I was in Denver around March, uh, we, yeah. we would yeah. at a minimum need to do something yeah. where we, uh, film shenanigans. Absolutely. We will. Would. Can you believe <laughs> I'm like the guy who they're like, he has the nuclear codes. <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of, it, it would actually be really funny if, uh, if, if we lived closer, there's so many better skits for things that we could do. Like I'm already imagining, like if we ever got to do a card reveal, we could have somebody like interrogating us and I'm being super hardline and evasive and you're just like giving it up every time yeah. like yeah absolutely <clears throat> i'm like Hit him again yeah. he knows i'm like i'm like giving name rank and serial number and you're like giving the full text of the card as yeah. responses absolutely oh dude one time i got arrested right i was like i was in butler county kansas just like it was like three in the morning i pulled over for having a taillight out my car's full of drugs so i get arrested i get taken to jail and um, I'm sitting, like, handcuffed, getting fucking interviewed. And uh, they're like, where'd you get these drugs? I was like, you know, of course it started with, like, what drugs? 
and then they're like, uh, you know, they set them in front of me they're like these. <laughs> they were in your car. And uh, I'm like, you know what, man? I bought them at a party. Like, I don't know who sold them to me. You know, like, I, I can't answer your questions or anything. I'm like, well, we're going to give you a few hours to figure out, like, where, try to, you know, remember where you got them from. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so, like, I, I go lay down in the cell for like six hours, whatever. I wake up and cops banging on my door. And uh, <clears throat> they come on out again and they're like, they, they've got, like, now they've, like, gone through my whole car and they've got a bag of fucking needles. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this is felony. Like, this right here. And, yeah, because I think, like, all they found was, like, pot and mushrooms and stuff. And they're like, this is a fucking felony. Well, like, so I'm fucking diabetic, type 1 diabetic, right? So I was like, those are actually my diabetic needles. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to just, like, drop this line of questioning. And uh, they're like, you're not diabetic. I'm like, no, I'm I'm definitely diabetic, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I 100% assure you, like, I'm diabetic. Like, I mean, there's also insulin in the car, right? And they're, like, looking at each other, right? And I'm like, of course, the needles weren't there for my diabetes. But, like, well, you know, yeah. like, right. But, like, so I'm just, like, I'm, like, I see my out. I'm, like, I'm going to I'm gonna argue my way out of fucking jail today. And uh, they're, they're going back and forth and back and forth about this. And uh, the, the, the long and short of this is that... Um, it turned out that in the arrest report, the reason for my arrest wasn't listed as possession of drugs. It was listed as felony possession of, of paraphernalia, right? And uh, because I couldn't be charged with felony possession of paraphernalia because, like... You're diabetic. Because I'm diabetic and I had a right to have needles, even if that's not why I had them. Like, and the arrest report only listed that as the charge. <laughs> they let me go. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. They kept my drugs, but... Like, we could charge you with the rest of this, but we're not going to bother with it. And I'm like, no, you just illegally fucking detained me. Like, that's not right. I'm charging you with the rest well, of this. Well, I mean, they <laughs> they didn't illegally detain you. They just didn't write enough down. They were I mean, they were like, not... this is enough. This guy's a drug addict. We don't need to go the extra mile. And then. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. They, uh, they, they tried to get you, but you hit a first room prophecy. Yeah. I did. That's exactly what fucking happened. Dude. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Dude. Yeah. Ian says that would have been interesting if they gave the drugs back. Nah, that that never happened. Uh, Shinara wants us to talk more about the mechanic mining. How did that work again? Oh yeah. Every time, uh, every time <laughs> you emo, it triggers mining. <laughs> The first time you emote every turn, you're going to trigger your card's mining abilities. <laughs> oh, no, no. We very specifically worded it so it was not first time. So oh, if really? you spammed emotes, the more the more salt-inducing you were, the more powerful your cards became. Like, that was, I left that off on purpose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was pretty fucking great. Uh, your husband's from Leon? That's awesome, Silverfuse. I spent time in the Butler County Jail, and then there's uh, the research and diagnostics unit for the Kansas prison system is in Butler County as well. So I was there too. Spent a lot more time in that County than I ever needed to. Well, I think we're going to just wants to hear police interrogation stories. Tune in next episode. I'll tell you, no. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, let's give a, a last call. Because I know uh, Justin is starting to get tired. Yeah, plus, that is true. Plus, Actually, I also I have, have a lot of editing. In, I have class in fucking nine hours. Yeah, I have a lot of editing I have to do as well. Uh, 
still before the end of the night, but let's give a last call for questions. Dude, I'm in professional uh, legal and ethical studies right this right right now, and it is the most dry fucking class I've ever taken. They get decent ice cream for their inmates. I only got one meal. I got a breakfast while I was in there. It was Aramark, I think. Angel Source, what is your favorite card in all of Legends? I've decided my favorite card in all of Legends is Shock Fabricant. That really, that's your favorite, huh? I'm just, I've just decided that, like, I like, like, that it encourages you to build a certain way. Like, there's a payoff for it. It's a really high value card. It's functional without the ability triggering. I, I just think it's a great card. That's fair. I mean, I, I usually default to Nord Firebrand because I think it's one of the more elegantly designed ones, even if it creates a million problems for the game as well. Uh, it, yeah. All of those problems are also all of the reasons that I think I love it. Um, but like outside of my stock, like I always answer Nord Firebrand. Um, it's really, it's really tough. Uh, I like, I, I tend to like cards that seem like really simple at first, but are like big impact cards on the way the game is played. So like Lightning Bolt is one that stands out to me that I really like. It's really plain, really simple, but kind of exemplifies a lot of what makes Legends Legends. It has prophecy. It's um, flexible. Um, I also tend to like stuff that deals with uh, the lanes. Right. Anything that like plays up what makes legends legends, I think is good. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Dune Smuggler, like base set, like I would have probably said uh, Dune Smuggler was my favorite card. But it was yeah. also broken back then. Yeah. I don't know why that's like the hardest card for me to remember how it works. Well, I routinely fuck up that card. It's because, because you've spent so many hours playing it the other way. Right, and then after it got changed, I stopped playing it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So, the like, when I draft it occasionally, you know, or something like that, I'm like, I fuck it up routinely. Yeah, you, what you have to remember now is that, um, and I think, it, honestly, that Smuggler, it, like, doesn't fit it as well as a name anymore. So, like, the way that I used to remember it before was that, uh, like a good Smuggler does, it helps you get your things, uh, like through customs or whatever if you will right so like yeah. if you were trapped in a bad lane like it got you out but now it still gets you out but it's more like it like bounces you because like it, it goes away the, the creature goes away right. from it so it's it's like it's card disadvantage so often because whatever you're moving out of harm's way is just gonna kill your fucking smuggler yeah if anything i think it should be now like a dune yo-yoer because now my favorite plays are uh, in a lane where you're not trying to abandon the lane, but instead, like, you bounce something to the other lane and then you immediately bring it back so that you get, like, the plus two, plus two. Right? Yeah. You combine it with Shadow Shift, something like that. That's the way I play it most often now. Yeah. But, yeah, it used to huh. be... Used to be really good. If you guys didn't play back before it was changed, all of the move uh, creatures, so Smuggler and um, the one with Prophecy... Uh, they used to just let you move a creature, um, but not yeah. based on where it was played. So like yeah. if you played, you know, some early, if you played a, an early creature into like the field lane, for example, and then they dropped a guard in front of you, you could play Dune Smuggler in the shadow lane and pull the creature to it. So now they're like in a lane that is not worth defending at all. And you still have all of your creatures and like the buff and all the power in a brand new lane. And so, right. It was good. 
Manticora, somebody, Ian says uh, Manticora got nerfed three times. I think it was just twice, right? Yeah, I can only remember three times, unless it was nerfed, like, before May of 2016. Wait, you remember a third time? I only remember twice. I remember... No, from, twice, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I said, yeah. yeah. So, um... Yeah, it used to blow up a creature in any lane, and then it was changed to just the lane it was in, and then it lost guard. And then, in, yeah. oh, I guess the third one was uh, the loss of respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did lose a lot of respect. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you look at it, like, the nerf to Brilliant Experiment was a consequence of its interaction with Manticora, I think. Yeah. A hundred percent that was. And potentially uh Marak as well when you had the ring. Yeah. I think you're confusing Manticora with uh Nocrine. Yeah. Nocrine uh went from ten to nine. I mean it's not a nerf, but like the rest of it was a nerf. It also kinda got caught up in the whole Manticora thing though, actually. <laughs> Just because it was such a huge tempo swing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really was. There was a lot of things about decks back then that were kind of crazy. Yeah. I would like, you know, it, it, when brawls, if brawls come back, gauntlets, whatever the fuck they're called, I'd like to see one where you get to play with, like, day one open beta versions of cards, just to kind of remind people. Just like <laughs> a, a, a time travel brawl? Yeah. Like, just corset and just, uh, and no monthly reward cards. Um, with all the cards at their stats at release. I mean, like, you know, the first, like, four hours, the guys who are playing Archer are beating everybody. And and then the guys who play Control Mage kind of take over. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe somebody yeah. discovers, like, the new OP strategy that nobody found back then. I mean, Goblin Assassin was good. You know, uh, Action Assassin. There are a lot of different stuff, but I think that I think Archer was better than all of us. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I, I don't know. Action Assassin was pretty good back then. Yeah. Oh, apparently Hearthstone already did that. Anyway. Good times. There it is! <laughs> I'm fucking falling asleep, dude. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I think this is, a, this is a top 10 episode, though. Top 10? Wow. You yeah. know, you know, we've done quite a few of these, right? Yeah. Like 48 of them. That's crazy. Huh, we, we really should do something special for our, our 50th episode. At this schedule, at the rate we're going these days, though, that's not coming out till like fucking June. Or, actually, it's looking like July. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You almost missed it. There we go. Yeah. No, I mean, it'll be, it, it, it'll be a little bit better once I'm not taking like, you know, yeah. 10 and 11 day trips. So, yeah, I understand. Sorry. Now nah, you're all right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we might still be able to make one of these work when I'm traveling. As soon as I get a laptop, I still don't own a laptop. So like if I could broadcast yeah. while I was there, then I would say, whatever, let's just do it. But dark, dark ecologist says, sadly, this is in the top 10. That's a pretty accurate reflection of our material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair yep <laughs> alright uh, see you guys on the ladder <laughs>